Kiss FM, Blake and Aaron Show. Happy Monday, 15th day of August 2022. Today, celebrating my seventh anniversary with my wife, Sandy. Isn't that nice? I can't hear you. Very nice. Oh, Happy anniversary. Go. Seven years. Seven yeah, years. that's fantastic. I know. So happy anniversary to my wife. Happy uh, anniversary. Time is 722. Let's play your official opening news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Darren's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. What do you have for us on a Monday morning? Good morning. Happy anniversary and happy Monday. Thank my you. birthday is on Thursday, by the way. My birthday so. is tomorrow. Yours is tomorrow, really? Yes. So you were a Leo baby? Hello, Leo, of course. We knew oh. that, though, didn't we? Wow. I probably uh, knew it and forgot it because there's a lot of Leos around the place. Yeah. But um, very, well, very good. The, so Thursday. wait a minute. You got married the day before your birthday? I did. It was awesome. Hmm. It makes it I really easy. You'll never get me. another birthday present ever again. No, that's not true. This makes it really easy for me to remember my anniversary. Oh, wow. Well. the day before yeah. my birthday. Okay. Yeah. Wait, uh, yours is Thursday? Yes, the, the August the 18th. Is all right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I got to put that in my calendar. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so in news this morning, the police continue to urge drivers to be extra careful on the roadway. This is after, um, you know, increased uh, surge in um, both traffic accidents and traffic fatalities. I think we are definitely, we've already set a record for this year in terms of traffic fatalities. So they're asking people to simply, you know, do things like slow down. They're reminding you that the fines for speeding, it's $20 for every mile per hour over the speed limit. Um, so, you know, anything that exceeds $500, you have to go to court. And then on conviction, you're liable to have your license suspended for a minimum of 12 months in addition to the fine. Uh, they're also reminding people about the current legal blood alcohol level in the Cayman Islands, which I know, um, you know, they're trying to get reduced uh, even further because people are just very, very careless at drinking and driving. What is so, it right now? It's 0.1. See, that's too much. Yeah. I mean, that's yes. like, that could be like three drinks or maybe more. That's that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's 0.08 in most places in, in the United States and even lower. In some mm -hmm. places, point zero four. So, yep. So on I mean, Friday, can you, uh, we, if it, can you imagine if it was point point one zero for for pilots? Would you want oh a pilot God. that has a point one zero to get behind the? Yeah, uh, definitely not. Yeah, yeah exactly. So think about it that way. Yeah. Um, four Jamaican nationals, four Jamaican fugitives, have been deported. This was as of Friday, as CBC confirmed that four men, including two wanted for murder and other serious crimes were deported from the Cayman Islands on Friday morning. So um, Neville Butler and Raven George, together with two others who were recently arrested, as you recall, were removed from the Cayman Islands in accordance with the Border Control Act uh, Section 101. So they sent them back home, where um, no doubt they will face um, whatever respective charges in their jurisdiction. The pediatric clinic has moved to a new location. So if you use the pediatric clinic at the um, HSA, Please make note that it has relocated to where the women's health building is actually located, which is kind of, I think, towards the back. It's in of, the middle. It's like the courtyard area. Yeah. So you have to walk a little ways to get to it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where the pediatric clinic can now mm -hmm. be found. 
they said that they have expanded um, the space and the service offerings. Um, so yeah, go check out the new location. They do everything from nutrition consultation, speech therapy, and exercise activities for your children. Great doctors there. Miles, uh, Miles has his doctor there. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, the Auditor General has issued a report regarding the procurement of LFTs. Remember last year, late last year, this was a little bit of controversy where um, there was an LFT order that was stopped and then the company that was supposed to get the order actually started a lawsuit against government uh, claiming that they'd stopped an order for over you know a million dollars. Mm-hmm. And so as a result of all of that, uh, several individuals um, asked the Auditor General's office to look into the situation, which they did, and they've just completed um, their report. Now, what they have said is they've made a number of recommendations, including that there should be no political interference in the procurement process. And even the appearance of that would be very, very dangerous. So they recommended the tightening of um, the procedure and the law, the Procurement Act, uh, to ensure that that is the case. So they made three major recommendations, essentially. And the first one was definitely that once, um, you know, because this was an emergency procurement situation, they mm-hmm. said, all right, fair enough. Um, you know, there needs to be some clarity in what an emergency procurement is in law. And um, once that is triggered, and it can be triggered by cabinet, then there should be no further hands-on from cabinet whatsoever in the process, which is not what happened uh, late last year. So um, the, you know, Auditor General agreed that that needs to be tightened up a bit procedurally. All right. Mm -hmm. So, um, yes, those are some of your news headlines this morning. uh, Sorry, I was going to say, how was was G's uh, birthday party yesterday? Yeah, it was good. Um, Her friends had a really good time and she had a fantastic time. Great. So She's a Leo too. Yes, (laughs) I know I got... I lucked out. <laughs> um, so yes, you know, it's uh, at that age, she she had a fantastic time. Somebody Good. was reminding me yesterday that, ooh, it only gets more challenging after this to like entertain kids and, you know. Um, yeah. No, I, okay. I think, I think it's for the parents. I, how old is she now? She four? She's six. Oh, six, oh, sorry. She's six now. Yeah, Miles is turning four. I thought they were around the same age. Yeah, she's older. Yeah, she's, but, yeah. Uh, she's... The kids are fine. I, you know, I, I used to unwrap presents with, you know, the comic section of a newspaper. It, it didn't phase me. I, I, was, I always thought that was cool, actually. I'd have, like, black ink all over my fingers, opening my presents. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had a, a party around my house when I was a kid. Now I think parents think, like, they need to outdo the other parents. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah somebody kind of said that about her cake. They're like, oh, you know, why didn't you have this super fancy? I mean, we had a, it was a nice enough cake and everybody enjoyed it. And I'm like, why am I spending four or $500 on a cake? Yeah. Like, it's just for show. Like, it's so ridiculous sometimes. Hey, listen, Jamie. Um, and kids don't like, care once it's got sugar care. in it. <laughs> as long as it has They're icing just, on it. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Jamie, Jamie makes a cake every year for Miles. I mean that's her thing, so I think that's really sweet. My mom, yeah. my mom did that as well. So, Aww. yeah, awesome. All right. All right, we'll catch uh, Sandy show right now on Bobo eighty nine point one FM. Uh, the Monday day. edition. We'll see you tomorrow. All righty. All right, folks. We got about twenty seconds before we go live on the radio. So let's get ready. Good morning to everybody. I see you guys are up bright and early this morning. Let me just grab my links.
sorrel, ginger, beaver grass, or English. Get it ready. Your morning tea just got hotter. Ooh, honey child. On the cold hard truth, Bobo 89.1 and Cayman's number one talk show are bringing you morning talk like no one else. Monday Rewind, Impact Wednesdays, Caribbean Connections, and much more. Don't miss a beat with what's happening in the local community. Just keep sipping your tea. What a mess. Here's your host, live and direct from the Cayman Islands, Sandy Hill. All right. Good morning, folks. Happy Monday. Hard to believe, but it is now what the third, is it the third week of, or second week? Are we in the second week of, of August? I don't even know. But no, this is the third week, right? Yeah. Starting the third week. Time is just flying by. Yes. My birthday is on Thursday. Super excited. Yay. Just to be blessed to see another one. Okay. So listen, uh, we had a wonderful weekend. I hope you guys did as well. Um, so what's going on this morning? I got my water, my tea and some overnight oats, sort of my morning routine. Big shout out to the cupboard over there at the Ritz with the overnight oats. I went in there yesterday. Mm -hmm. They make the overnight oats, which you can just pick up and buy. And, um, I, you know, said to them, I'm, I'm working on the diet and little tweaks here and there, uh, really can do wonders. So sometimes it's not about the big, humongous changes in life. It's about the little things that you do that add up and can really, really pay off. So um, I said to them, I, supposedly I can have berries without much of a problem. You know, obviously oats are highly recommended. They're good for your digestive system. Um, they have a way of keeping your blood sugar relatively level. So cook oats and not all oats are created equal. So, you know, the little um, oats packets that we get that you can just like throw in the microwave. Apparently they have a higher, much higher sugar content. So you really want to be um, super careful with those. But the oats that you have to slow cook, uh, those are pretty good for you. One day we'll go over some of these recipes and stuff because it's very interesting to um, know that these things are so readily available to you, right? Um, so, yes, overnight oats are just soaked overnight. So it's actually raw oats that are soaked, right? So um, I was saying to, the chef just happened to have come out as I was there. And I was saying to them that, you know, I would like to order a few for the week, but, you know, here are the things that I need done because they put like a level of, um, they put some, I think it's blueberry jam or something in the middle of the oats, but normally they put a fair amount of it. And I said, listen, I don't mind just a little toops, just a little bit but I can't have as much as you guys put in there. I'm pretty sure that's like sugar overload. The raisins, again, nothing but added sugar. I love raisins in certain things. Believe it or not, I don't like raisins in desserts. I don't know why. I'll eat raisins in salads. I love a raisin in a salad. But to put it in desserts to me, I'm like, ugh. There's something about crunching in a raisin dessert that has never been appetizing to me. Um, so, you know, Caymanians, we make, um, what's the one, the macaroni pudding or whatever it's called? And some people make it with the raisins and some people do it without. Well, if you want to entice me with it, don't put raisins in it. 
Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm just not, I don't know what it is about putting raisins in dessert. I like raisins. I just don't like them mostly in desserts. So anyway, um, I asked him to remove the raisins for me. And I said, um, normally they do like granola on top and it's a little bit, it's too much roughage for me with the granola and the overnight oats. So instead I swap it out for, um, just some strawberries and blueberries and then I'm good to go. So I've got a couple of these for the week. Uh, that'll be breakfast. You guys know I'm trying to um, make some dietary changes, uh, trying to cut out um, sodas, sweet drinks, and that sort of thing, focusing primarily on water <clears throat> and tea, um, as challenging as that may be. So anyway, you guys are coming along on the journey with me. The premier is actually going to be off island this week. He's off to the Bahamas. Um, I think it's some inter-Caribbean, I'll get the precise name of what he's going to do, but um, he has... Uh, committed to joining us on this journey, which will include dietary changes and exercise. And um, we've got some wellness books and calendars that we're going to be giving away this week. So make sure that you stay tuned for those uh, to keep all of your stuff organized. So good morning, everyone. Good morning to Miss Vernita. So good to see you here. And yes, the voice is almost back. <clears throat> as I say that, almost back 100%. Um, I had to swap medicines again over the weekend. I went back to cough medicine because um, the one that Dr. Sydney um, prescribed was really good in terms of the the mucus. Trying to, sorry, bringing my tea a little bit closer to me, trying to move that. But then I was still coughing a lot. So I have one that's good for like the ticklish cough. And so over the weekend, I've been using that. And pretty much I feel like I'm about 90% there. <clears throat> like I'll still have a little bit um, now this is psychosomatic because now that I'm talking and thinking about it, right? I want to cough. Um, so yes, I'll continue taking it probably for another day or so. And then I think we're good. I think whatever's left the body, I'll just have to sort it out. So good morning to Melita. Good morning to Diamond Princess, who's here. Wishing everyone a safe day. Stephen is joining us from the UK. Miss Iva is here. She says, um, blessed week, everyone. Scott is here. And I'm excited to say that on this Friday... Um, every time I see Scott, of course, I think of Waffle Monkeys. On this Friday, we're going to be um, live streaming, if all goes well, from location, like on location there at Waffle Monkeys. So that means that I got to get up extra early in the morning, get on the road <laughs> so that I can be there in time. And uh, we're going to do a show. So we want you guys to come out, join me for just, um, you know, a sip and, sip and see sort of situation. You can get your coffee. Um, what else, what other beverages do they serve Scott in the morning? I'm sure they've got tea. Um, and you know, you've got all sorts of breakfast items and stuff like that, that we can munch on. So I think Scott is going to actually prepare, um, some coffee and, um, sausage rolls for us. So you can come out and have that for free on the house and, you know, get in front of the mic and chat about what's on your mind and what you think about current events. And, you know, if you have any questions for us and that sort of thing. So, um, Corsita, good morning to you. So good to see you. Felicia is joining us as well. Siobhan is here. We've got Marshall and Morna. So you guys know that Mondays is Monday Rewind. So we pretty much recap what happened over the weekend. So we're going to do that here in a second. Um, so Marshall's traveling today from his usual spot. He says he's in Virginia. Nice. One thing I love about living in the States is that you can travel with relative ease. Once you get the money, child, you can pretty much travel. 
Um, and sometimes you can drive, you know, you can just jump in your car and take a road trip. And there are people who do road trips around the United States of America. I wish I did more traveling when I lived there, but um, the little bit that I did uh, was, you know, really, really nice. And um, I still have a couple of places on my bucket list in the U.S. that I definitely would like to visit as well as the rest of the world. So, you know, I was able to do the California trip, but I feel like I need to go to California again. California is such a massive state and there's so many variations in California from like the weather. Um, so climate changes, like you, in one area, it's like super hot. You go in different areas. It's like, you know, a lot cooler. You can go up in the mountains. California is just an amazing state in terms of the topography um, of California. And I remember there were certain areas that I went to. Uh, we were there for like over a week. And um, there were certain areas that were just like so different, like not what I imagined California to be like at all. Little smaller towns, you know, outside of LA and stuff like that. But they were very, very quaint and super interesting. Not necessarily a lot of diversity, like culturally, but it was still um, very, very interesting to experience that. Um, I'll have to try to remember exactly which, um, there's one in particular that I'm thinking of that I'll have to look up on the map, but it was, it was really nice. I had, a, I had a nice time. So good morning to Anthony. McCoy is here. Aliano says, good morning. Nice and calm this morning. <laughs> Ervalyn, uh, Omeria says, good morning, Sandy. Giving thanks for another day and heard you making headlines with some of these uh, scrupulous employers. Mm, headlines or headway? Well, we've made some headway. So I'm going to give you guys a recap on that. Um, yes, honey chill. Y'all need to stop the unscrupulous behavior. You little brat says, show not start yet. And you already put on that no behavior cap. <laughs> what? No what? We got behavior. What do you mean? Lucille, good morning. Um, Lucille says, glad to be back. Not feeling too good. Um, bless all at home. See you soon. Give my love to Jerry. Who's Jerry? You keep mentioning Jerry, but I have no clue who Jerry is. Who is Jerry? Anyway, Lucille, I hope you feel better soon. And, uh, yes, you know, as we, um, get older, sometimes you really appreciate when you get out with no aches and pains and you just have a good, fantabulous day. Oh, what a blessing. So yes, uh, God's willing, my birthday is on Thursday. I don't have any plans really for the birthday. You know, we'll do a little bit of, you know, I don't know. I don't have any plans. <laughs> I feel like I'm like tapped out uh, by the time my birthday rolls around because I've done something for my daughter and do all the fun stuff for her. So we'll probably just do dinner. I'm sure Marlon will do like a birthday dinner and then, yeah, you know, when I, when I get to a bigger number the next year, I'll, I'll maybe do a proper party. Um, so we have Espe, who's joining us from the Philippines, no doubt, says, Magandang uh, Umaga. I hope I didn't torture that, so, which is good morning. I think that's right. Magandang Umaga, is that okay? <laughs> and happy, in advance, happy birthday. Thank you so much. We get a lot of fans uh, who tune in from the Philippines, both locally and overseas. Marshall's driving to Virginia. Oh. So you're listening to us on the phone. Nice. Uh, Dawn, good morning to you. So good to see you. Miss Ruby's here watching from Georgia. Lola. Hello, Lola. Says good morning. 
Happy to hear your throat is doing better because we need that beautiful, beautiful voice of yours. Aw, I'm so glad you think it's beautiful because I think it's very like, you ever listen to, you ever listen to yourself? You ever had the opportunity to like record yourself and go back and listen? I'm like, ugh, who gave me that voice? Good morning, Alice. But it's the only one I got, honey chow. And more importantly than the aesthetics of the voice, it is a voice that helps a lot of people and gets a lot of stuff done. So I try to look at the bigger picture. Um, Audrey, good morning. Nikki says, good morning from the beautiful allure of the seas. Are you on board this cruise ship? Are you taking a cruise or are you working? Wow, that's fantastic. All right, folks, it is Monday and you know what happens with Monday. Happy Monday. For Monday Rewind. The Cold Hard Truths Monday Rewind Show recaps the weekend's news and events so you don't miss a beat. Don't miss out. All the weekend's source, news, gossip, and well, it wouldn't be a weekend recap show without traffic accidents, too. Cayman Marl Road is Cayman's number one news source and has the island's hottest morning talk show. It's the hottest. Make sure you don't miss a beat with Monday Rewind. Rewind. Tune in every Monday from 7.30 a.m. on both YouTube and Facebook. Um, yes, it is Monday Rewind. So we got you. We got you covered. So basically what Monday Rewind is, we talk about what happened over the weekend. And, you know, the weekend is a couple of days long. So there's always um, tons of stuff that is going on that's happening. Irvington, good morning to you. Uh, Barbara says, good morning, everyone. Have a blessed day. Nikki's on it. She is vacationing. Sounds like nice. Keyman Detailing is also here. And um, Ms. Renita is sending her condolences to the special family of Lenorsha. I don't know who, who's Lenorsha. I hadn't heard of this, but um, yes, people unfortunately are dying. She says, rest in peace also to those who are dealing with the loss of their loved ones. So Kristen has got it locked. And Melita says, really, Nikki? Enjoy, TD. All right, uh, Nikki, one thing about Nikki, Nikki believes in, um, Nikki, when is your birthday again? Are you not a fellow Leo as well? But Nikki believes in enjoying her birthday, child, and enjoying life in general. And why not? Um, to be quite frank, you only got one life to live, so you might as well enjoy it. Um, so we got a couple things here that we're going to get you caught up with this weekend. So listen, uh, Friday, uh, they decided, the government, thank God, CBC, um, has moved quickly before lawyers started thinking how they could possibly make some more money off the backs of the legal aid system. They quickly um, deported the um, four Jamaican fugitives that they had collected some days later. And they need, listen, they just need to get rid of all, all migrants and fugitives as quickly as possible. Now, y'all know the Cuban situation is a little bit more delicate because a lot of them will be claiming political asylum, which delays the process of uh, repatriating them back home. And a lot of times, um, oh, yes, um, okay, yes, okay. Um, a lot of times they, um, a lot of times they, they apply for political asylum, they come here with no documentation. 
So, you know, uh, it's a challenge to actually identify who they are and eventually get them off this island. And of course, depending on when they left and how they got here, it may not be quite as straightforward as you think, because the Cuban government doesn't quite seem all that keen on um, taking them back. So, you know, they're like, oh, well, if they've gone for a year or whatever, uh, we don't want them back because we don't know if they're really Cubans. They need to prove their nationality and they need to reapply because they've lost their citizenship. I've never heard of such a thing. Losing your citizenship after a year? Now, you know that is because Cuba just don't want them people. I'm sorry to say, but the Cuban government could probably care less. They're like, uh, make them go somewhere else. <laughs> we we don't really care. And so that creates a burden, unfortunately, um, on us with with certainty. Let me tell you that much. And so, um, yes, you know, it is, um, it's, it's very unfortunate. So they did send them back on Friday. Kudos to CBC. We appreciate it. Uh, doing their job. That's what you get paid to do in part. And so, yeah, we don't, we don't need anybody else here. That's a bunch of criminals and murderers and whatever, you know, quite frankly, we have enough to deal with and contend with. So I say, you know, sayonara, don't come back. <laughs> Um, the question remains though, and I had someone message me, how are these people getting here? Uh, because this person thought <clears throat> that they must be, um, coming through the regular borders. And I said, no, they're not coming through the regular borders. They, um, actually, uh, come illegally on boats. And my understanding is you can actually get a, um, My understanding is you can actually get a um, a voyage to and from the Cayman Islands for anywhere from like three to four thousand dollars. So you know, criminals have a way of finding money. Um, thank you so much, Miss Vernita. I yes, I um, was informed on WhatsApp. So Lenorsha is actually Lavana's sister, and as you guys know, Lavana is a fan to the program. She listens all the time in the mornings and. Um, her uh, sister passed away recently, and she she did tell me about that. So definitely condolences to her and her family. Speaking of deaths, uh, somebody was messaging me over the weekend. So I've got someone on WhatsApp who likes to message me about people who are dying all the time. And they're like, oh, you know, we've got a lot of people dying all of a sudden. I'm like, well, people die all the time. What, what's, what's the issue? Because they're like, oh, it's a lot. And I think they said 25 people is what they counted between July and now in August, and I mean, that's six weeks. So I'm thinking, okay. And that is a lot according to who? And so in their mind, they thought it was a lot. And I, um, as you guys will remember, this actually came up during the whole COVID situation where people were like, oh, so many people all of a sudden are dying. And I said, well, before we make that comment, why don't we verify that to be factual or not? And so when I contacted the relevant authorities to double check the death numbers, in fact, um, the highest number that we've had in the past uh, 10 years, going back to 2010, of people who have died was actually 2019. So 2019 appeared to have been, uh, you know, for whatever reason, a year that a few more people died. And so... Um, and I think in our minds, sometimes we create statistical information that just isn't there. And of course, as our population increases, the number of people that die will increase too. 
That's why you do something called the mortality rate, which kind of gives you, um, based on the population size, you know, a better indication of your um, your death rate compared from one year compared relatively compared to the next year. So um, in 2019, the mortality rate was 3.6 percent. The lowest that it had been was in 2010 at 2.7 percent, and in 2014 again at 2.7 percent, and again in 2016. No, I lie. In 2018, it was 2.5%. So it dips, you know, and then listen, there's so many factors that could really go into this. Everything from an aging population to, you know, whatever. But I don't know what conspiracy theory y'all are jumping on these days um, to try to explain this. But when I reached out to the funeral home, one of the funeral homes said, eh, you know, we had, um, how many did he have in, in, uh, in July, um, he had 27 for July. So far, only 10 for August. And it, he said, listen, in December of 2019, we had over 30. I mean, you know, uh, and again, 2019 has been a high since 2010. People die every single day. And there are all sorts of reasons, folks, um, why people die. So the road fatalities, for example, we are this year at a record high for those. I think we've surpassed 11 or 12 so far for the year, which is a record for Cayman. And so, you know, the more people that are dying in our roads, the more people we have on the roadway who can't drive and probably shouldn't have a driver's license, um, that will certainly increase that figure as well. And so, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, unfortunately. Um, you know, death is part of life. And it's something that we all have to, um, you know, get get used to. So um, my condolences to everyone, however, who has lost a loved one, because that is is never an easy situation. All right. So what else happened over the weekend? Um, don't worry. I'm, I know I know most of you are here for one singular reason. Y'all, like Sandy, how do we get to the point? I got a letter yesterday about the Miss Keyman Committee, and that's why y'all are here. Almost four hundred people. Already in the live stream. Y'all want some morning sus? We'll get there. So over the weekend, a number of MPs had their, um, what's it called? Their back to school drives. So I was able to attend two that I was aware of. I know Alric had one on Sunday, but unfortunately Sunday I was doing, uh, that was my family day now. And so on Saturday, um, I went to the one in, in Prospect for Miss Sabrina, uh, well attended. She had Bouncing Castle and, you know, different games and stuff for the kids, um, some light refreshments, hot dogs and other things that the uh, children enjoy. And she also incorporated, since she's the Minister of Health, Wellness and now Home Affairs, she also incorporated a little health element to it. So she had um, nurses there from the HSA and public health screening for doing eye exams. And I thought, oh, this is a fantastic idea. Because as the school year starts, a lot of kids, when you're a kid, I think having glasses is one of those things, or, or needing glasses, I should say. Sometimes you don't realize that you need them until like it's really bad and you're like sitting all the way in the front of the classroom, like trying to stare at the, do they still use chalkboards in class? It's been a minute that I've not been in the classroom, but you know, you're staring at the chalkboard because you can barely see it. That's what happened to me. I was always sitting up front, like kind of squinting and trying to see what was going on. And then at some point, I'm like, yeah, I can't really see. I think I need glasses. Um, so, you know, if you lived in Prospect, 
you had the opportunity to get your school supplies. Uh, she did something a little bit different this year with the school supplies. So she had the backpacks and then they packed them there depending on your age and what it was that you actually needed. So they had sort of like some smaller, like the little pencil kit was pre-packed and then um, some more age appropriate, you know, sort of stations that then you could pull from depending on the age of the kids. Nice quality Jamsport backpacks, which is good because they should last um, the entire year and then some. And um, yeah, she seemed to have had a really good crowd. And I mean, I must tell you, her MP office is most certainly being utilized. She is using that office and getting stuff done. And every Mother's Day, Father's Day, you know, Easter, they're really putting together um, all of the stuff for, for the community. And so I was chuckling because somebody was saying to me, now you guys remember on Friday's show, we were trying to get a hold of... Um, uh, the MP next to her, which is a former premier, Mr. Alden McLaughlin, because someone in his constituency needed food and they were in you know, urgent need. Now, sometimes if I can help people, now I have my own little budget, so I got to be careful because just like y'all, I'm being hit by a high CC bill. Uh, gas prices are impacting me as well. And, you know, mortgage increases and all these other things. But if I can help people, I don't even like to go to an MP and ask on behalf of somebody else. If I'm in a position to say, okay, I can spare a $50 or $100, let me go and assist this person with groceries, I do that. No fanfare needed. I just get it done and the person and their children gets to eat. Um, it's not always that I'm necessarily going to be in a position to do it, you know, because like I said, I got my own bills and I got my own debt reduction plan and savings plan and these things that I really have to commit to so that I don't end up on any of you or call you begging you for gas money or whatever else might be the case. So sometimes when people ask, um, and, I, and I'm, I'm this kind of person, if you genuinely need help, then you genuinely need help, right? And I'm more than happy to help. What I do find though is some people just don't know and they've never known, they've never discovered and they don't care to know how to manage their um, finances. So while they're out there getting stuff done that I don't even get done, nails done, hair done, bonky done, everything done, um, you know, when they're low on something, they be messaging me because they feel like I'm their, I'm their personal bank account and I'm their safeguard. And I'm thinking, oh, girl, look at my nails. Mm, mm, mm. These cuticles all jacked up. I need a good manicure. Soon be due for a pedicure. Oh, honey child, no. And then when I see you asking for money and you look like the cat's meow, I'm just like, what, 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 meow, meow. No, 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 Bobo. Petey. Something there right here. So let that be a lesson for you about how to manage your affairs. You know, everybody has to manage their business. Well, some of y'all don't have to because then you expect someone to always bail you out, honey gel. And y'all know who I'll be talking to. If you're in the boat, you, you know exactly who I'm talking to. So some people, every turn around, Miss Sandra, I need some grocery money. And I'm like, you again? There's so many people need in this community, you again? And I don't care that you got 47, 47 million children. Nobody told you to lay down and have all them children either. You know what I'm saying? So um, at the end of the day, folks, you've got to just manage your affairs. Yes, I only have one shot because that's all I can afford right now. And that, that's it. Uh, and you got to think about these things. You got to plan. Y'all keep listening to Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. 
oops, I got pregnant again. I'm like, you better oops yourself some decent birth control or make your husband get fixed or whatever you need to do, honey child, because this is the real world that we're in now. And you're disenfranchising your children, every single one that you have, that you cannot afford. You know, when you got four or five children, how many of them you think is realistically going to be able to go off to university? And in this day and age, a university degree is the equivalent of a high school diploma. You better have it, <laughs> you know, to be able to get a half decent job. To even be viable in the workforce, you better have one little piece of paper in your hands. It's not enough anymore to have, what, what do y'all call it when you come out of high school? GCSEs or whatever the heck the English system is. I only know about a high school diploma in the American system. But that ain't enough. You know, unless you got some plan to save the world and to develop some new microchip that we've never heard of in some special conduit or whatever, the high school diploma just ain't cutting it. And you unfortunately put your children, you, you give them barriers in life before they even get started, the more children that you have. So let me introduce y'all to something called birth control. <laughs> There's different forms of it. You should use it. And um, sometimes when you've had, when you're done at two or maybe three, but I think two is a perfect number, then you just get your tubes tied or you encourage your husband because we talk about the sexism that exists in the world. You encourage your husband um, that he can do it too. He can get fixed, but y'all know Caribbean men, honey child. They're going to be like, no, I can't get fixed. I believe that I should have 50 children, which you can't support. And it is your responsibility as a father of the children to support those children. So why y'all going out there, you know, sprinkling your not so royal oats all over the damn kingdom come, Cayman and other places, um, you know, you're putting children in an unfortunate situation in life where they will always be in need. And people love to use their children. Oh, I got a hungry child at home. That's sad. But who put, who, who put you in the situation that you're in? Why do you have hungry children? You can't expect the community and the society to always be bailing you out when it's actually your decisions that have put you exactly where you are. So um, it's, it's unfortunate. And, um, you know, we have elderly people in the community who a lot of times are in need even if they're getting NAU assistance, a lot of times that's simply not enough. And so it's a predicament. So back to Alden, he never responded. I gave the young lady his number. He read the messages, never responded. That's typical Alden. I would tell y'all, I don't care what y'all got to say. That man, um, that's his style. He's not going to respond to your messages if it's not something he's interested in. Hmm? So I, she kept messaging. She said, I'm, I'm really, really in need. I need some help. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to give you um, Sabrina Turner's uh, office number. I said, technically, you are not in her constituency. Because then she came back and she's like, oh, yeah, I think I'm in her constituency. I said, actually, you're not. I'm telling you, you're not. Based on where you say you are, um, you're not. That's that's Red Bay. But nonetheless, um, I'm pretty sure that, um, you know, her office would be willing to assist you if they can. Because they do work with the food bank. And they have uh, some, you know, provisions that they keep their chicken packages and whatever else. So sure enough, she contacted Sabrina's office and they right away responded and provided some assistance. And the young lady messaged me back and said, thank you, Miss Sandy, so much. Um, I got through with something. I said, well, praise the Lord for that. Hallelujah. Um, so thank you to the hard workers in the MP offices and in particular um, Sabrina's office. Uh, always are reachable. 
You know, they have an office number, they have an email address, they're on social media, and they do respond to her social media accounts and they manage that sort of stuff for her. Sometimes you're only as good as the people you have helping you, Chell. And MPs need to learn this because a lot of them are doing favors, um, hiring people who are like family and stuff like that. And your family don't have no sense. Your family doesn't know how to manage an office. <laughs> you know, so giving your family a job just to say, oh, I got my aunt, it working for me. That's all great and dandy in your political office. But if they're not able to um, really highly function, be high functioning and help your constituents and get things done and plan events for you, you're only doing yourself a disservice come election time. Now, let me say something about MPs because some of them are kind of not impressing me. Let's put it that way, right? And they, they kind of slacken off a little bit and they, they're do, doing things with an attitude, doing the most. And civil servants are getting annoyed with certain members of this particular group. I would have thought that y'all had better sense than this. Some of y'all are very, very smart, like you're book smart, right? You're number crunchers. Maybe you have all kinds of degrees, but you don't have any damn common sense politically. And this is going to catch you because the election isn't that far away. And so there are those politicians who are feeling a little bit too comfortable in their seats. And they think, oh, nobody can't move them because now they've been in there for a couple of terms and they think that they got this down to science. There is no such thing as anything being down to science when it has to do with um, the electorate and, um, and people, right? So people are very, listen, y'all know how y'all people is. Y'all like the win. Today you're with somebody and by tomorrow you don't change your mind. So nobody in their right mind should feel comfortable um, in their seat, you know, that, um, oh yes. Okay. No one should feel comfortable uh, politically in their seat and feel like they don't have to work for the people and they don't have to get anything done. Because let me tell y'all what I'm sitting here doing. I'm going to be very, very honest with you. This is what I said to, I spoke to the premier over the weekend, I had a quick little chat with him on, I think it was Saturday morning. And I said, Premier, I said, think of it this way. Consider me the bone collector. I don't mind that name. Because what I'm doing is I'm sitting down making a lot of observations about these MPs, making notes in my little black notebook that I got to keep under lock and key and hidden somewhere so it can't be found by nobody, making mental notes of who's doing what and who isn't performing, who has an attitude with the civil service, who thinks that their shit don't stink. And all this kind of attitude, right? Now that you're a minister, some of y'all go to, y'all listen, don't get me started here now. It's Monday. It's still early, honey child. Mm -mm. But y'all know who you are. More importantly, the people know who you are. And the people are complaining to me. The civil servants, high level civil servants are calling me saying, oh, Sandy, I didn't expect this person to be like this. Oh, they have such a nasty attitude. And how they be cursing when they're like, oh, I don't give a blah, 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 blah. You better give a blah, 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 blah. Because number one, the civil servants is the biggest voting block in this country. You start to piss them off. They're going home telling their mama, daddy, papi, mamacitas, everybody in between. Oh, that this particular MP and this particular minister is a terror on wheels. And this is how they actually treat people, professional people in an office. 
Now, there's two very distinct things here. There's a difference between holding civil servants accountable. Mm -hmm. Because I know some of y'all lazy bones in the civil service and you don't want to be doing your job and you want to tell you what to do and you want to be held accountable. That's a different situation. The political arm tries to hold you accountable through the deputy governor. So they're going to put pressure on him to say this mediocrity that's in the in the civil service, that is not, um, what's the term that he uses? Um, world-class. Being mediocre isn't world-class, y'all. That's just mediocre, okay? So um, the pressure's on, yes, for them to perform. And some of them do not perform. Even some chief officers. I'm like, what does this chief officer do to be making, you know, I don't know, eight, $9,000 a month or whatever the heck that they're paid? So some of y'all kind of salty because they're trying to hold you accountable. But others have a reason to be salty because the MPs are rude. They have no manners. And they just, they're just lack professionalism. And the MPs are paying attention. Not the MPs, the, the, the civil servants are paying attention. The MPs better pay attention. And, you know, they're making demands because now they think they're somebody special. They want this and that and blah, blah, blah. So I'm making some mental notes. And there's going to come a time when it will have to be addressed. Like I told the premier, I'm the bone collector. I'm here collecting all my little bones. And when I have to put it together, y'all not going to like it. I said, keep it up. Because believe me, you, some of y'all going to have a rude awakening. The stuff that I know. Jeez, I'm peace. I better sip a little bit more on this tea. Mm, mm, mm. The, the behavior. Y'all not going to behave mm. And you know, the audacity of some of the ministers and MPs is really quite shocking to me. They already know Cayman Small and everybody talk your business whether they know it or not. And y'all be giving them more than enough to talk about. My God. I cannot imagine. It's kind of like the Miss Cayman fiasco, right? You put yourself in the spotlight. You put yourself out there. And then people are like, well, why are y'all now just talking about this? Well, first of all, that isn't true. We've been talking about her for years, four years. But uh, when you put yourself in certain positions, yes, people are going to judge your character even more because you put yourself out there as a role model. You put yourself out there as somebody who's knowledgeable and that you know people should be voting for you and you know you should be wearing this crown on your head, literally. And um, no, people are looking at you going, you are a fool and they're going to be judging you on every single thing that you do. But the better question is, do you not know that? <laughs> I mean, common sense should dictate that. Yes. Once you become an MP, listen, if you were a whore before you became an MP and you are just slutting all over the place and slinging dinging all over the place. OK, eh, that's your business. That's between you and your wife. When you become an, an MP, even if you have an open relationship with your wife, because I know some of y'all look like you be dabbling in that kind of foolishness, right? So if you have an open relationship, you better take that ish overseas. Because people in Cayman be like, oh, but I saw him hanging out at Sher Reynolds in the rooms in the back. I'm like, what? Sher Reynolds got rooms in the back? What are they doing in them rooms back there? <laughs> oh, he's in my DMs. DMing me, asking me to see my private parts. And I'm like, what? You joking. And you know me, the bone collector need proof. 
So I'm like, uh, you better try and send me the evidence, honey child, if you can make such an allegation against a minister in this country. And sure enough, I see the minister posing off, sending pictures, sending his private number. Oh, what? Let's take this conversation to WhatsApp. And this is somebody you don't even know that you're talking to. Ooh, y'all so messy. Really messy. But it speaks to the caliber of people, yes, that we are electing. You get into an elected office. You're now a minister. Everybody's waiting for you to screw up. Let us be quite frank and clear about that. And you all just hand it to my civil platter. Here you go. Here's my messiness. I can't behave myself. I'm going to be messing Cayman. When I travel and go overseas, I'm going to be messy. And then Sandy's going to get all these stories back. Mm-mm-mm. So I'm not getting too deep into that conversation this morning, except to say the bone collector is watching and paying attention. The civil service is getting annoyed with the bad behavior. And y'all need to get it together. Pull, pull up your bootstraps, pull up your, your big boy panties and do what you got to do. Your briefs, whatever it is that you wear, because some of y'all wearing panties. Yes. Just get it together. That's all I'm going to say for now. And the election cycle will be here before you know it. And y'all know election time, we're not pushing no, no punches. Okay? Y'all got to be scored. And some of y'all need some real opponents to run against you so you can step out of the, the, the um, political arena. Truth be told. Now, those of you who are interested in running for political office, I find it so interesting. Because um, some of y'all be on social media having the most to say that is not very um, becoming of someone who wants to put themselves in that seat. And I'm watching your comments with interest thinking you have got to be smoking some funny stuff. Miss hmm? Debbie, this is the kind of comment I'm making to you. Some of the comments you've been making in defense of the committee the Miss Cayman committee and in defense of Miss Cayman right now makes no sense. Oh, we need to get over this now. Oh yeah. Cause we've only talked about it for two days. The people that have been victimized are talking about it years later because they were so traumatized, but y'all, we must get over it. No, you need to get over it. You need to get over taking up for people who are terrors in high heels. Tell them they want to be the next premier of this country, the next governor. You see, this is what's wrong with Cayman, you know. People can aspire to do those things when they have not earned it because of you all encouraging them in their bad behavior. So, of course, people jump up who have a record a mile long and have done the most at the age of 24 with attitude to boot, and they can aspire to be premier because y'all make them believe that the premiership position has no standards you don't have to, you can you can do anything in life go to jail you know be convicted beat people up steal from people whatever and you can still aspire to be premier of this country and other jurisdictions around the world they would tear you to pieces somebody you want to be premier y'all better get it together i don't know who been lying to you all but somebody have been lying to you all and quite frankly you know it should stop there has, to, there has to be a degree of truth-telling in this country. And quite frankly, it's not happening. You're all not into truth-telling. And it's unfortunate. 
So of course, you know, over the weekend, people still talking about this came around fiasco. It's, it is so sad. People sending me screenshots from her page. Oh, she wants to be premier governor. She's getting ready. What she is is she's delusional. And y'all don't want to tell this child that. She was up Saturday doing her community service. Good for her. But honey child, you are still delusional. And the people around you who should be concerned the most about your mental health and protecting you don't care because they allow you to seep in your delusion that you're a good person when in fact you are not. Good people don't go around beating people up physically. And I don't care what excuses y'all want to come with. I had a gentleman call me on Saturday, child. I had to go to the dentist for a little cleaning. And I was on my way when this guy called me. He said, Sandy, I want to thank you. As a man in this country, thank you very, very much for highlighting the fact that there are some women who are abusive and they have a reputation. They beat men all the time and da-da-da-da. And I was like, wow. This person is like a in the entertainment business. They're, you know, corporate came in, whatever. And they were like, you have no idea. Even having this conversation is something we were not able to broach until you started to talk about it. Because you know, Sandy, honest to God, if this was a man and the tables were turned, this would be a totally different conversation. And I said, yes, sir, it sure would be. And the people who are defending the foolishness wouldn't be defending it then. So just because somebody can put on a dress and wear high heels, you think it's okay for them to go on beating up on people. Oh, well, it can't be that bad because it's a woman. I'm like, really? Y'all are defending, oh, she comes from a good family. This, I don't care. I don't care who she come from and where she come from. That's not the point because really, in the bigger sense, not about her. It's the principles, the overarching concerns of interpartner violence. Guyana picked up the story and ran an editorial on it about violence being unacceptable. The first thing y'all wanted to do is jump on, on the people of Guyana. Oh, well, what, what, how can they talk? Y'all need to stop the foolishness. Yes, they can talk because they have an opinion just like everybody else. So they may have higher crime than Cayman. I don't know. But what I would say is, again, being dismissive of this and pretending like it doesn't exist and somebody writes an editorial for overseas, oh, how can they talk? Well, maybe they can talk because they have a lot of violence in their community. And they see what happens when violence goes unchecked. And they see how it leads down to a path of destruction. People will criticize you both internally, externally, when this sort of thing is happening. And when your government, Yes, now I'm going to call him the elected arm. When the government has made no comment, it's been over a week since this young lady won her title. The Ministry of Tourism and Transport should have said something by now, and they have not. They have received media queries, and they have said nothing. The committee has spoken on their behalf. Right? And we don't know if the committee is speaking the true position or not because we know that they're in damage control mode. Good morning, Julian. Tracy said she slept in, Anthony's here. Because the ministry has said nothing, we do not know, and the ministry I'm assuming is actually the franchise holder. The committee is like any other board. They are appointed by the ministry. Now, funny enough, the ministry got in, the minister got in this time. It did not shift this board whatsoever. 
aren't all boards supposed to be reshifted? Isn't is that like a rule? The um is it three quarters or whatever have to be moved and changed out? And they leave one or two for the purposes of continuity. Well, this board has not changed in a really, really long time and they need to go. Now, y'all don't like that. You don't like when I say that because, oh, that one, my cousin and that one, my friend on the board and that one, my grandma. She don't know nothing about nothing when it comes to Miss Kate Man or anything else relevant. But still, she's on the Miss Kate Man committee. Time for a shakeup in a big way. And so I am disappointed that people keep asking me, where, why no comment? And I'm like, y'all asking me? I'm not a PAC member. I'm not on the payroll. I don't work for PAC. And I'm asking the exact same questions. Why no comment? Y'all have not said a thing. Mind you now, they're being a little bit salty because they've certainly not congratulated her as they normally would on social media. I don't see nothing on the Minister of Tourism and Transport Facebook page or social media pages. So maybe that's telling, but we don't need you to be sending those silent messages. We just need the cold, hard facts. Are you supporting this position? Because the narrative that is now out there is that um, the ministry is supportive of this. And they're the ones who, listen, listen to this shenanigans now. They're the ones who told the committee to make her run and to keep her in the race. Now, I know that's a lie. I know that's a lie, but it seems like certain committee members are putting that narrative out there now to save their own behinds because now it's all about cover up and saving yourself. And so they will throw the ministry under the bus claiming that the minister um, and the ministry are the ones who said to allow her to run. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Ridiculous. But in lieu of the ministry not making any statements, we are left wondering, we're left in the dark about what is really going on here. Hmm? I'm just saying, we are completely left in the dark. So I don't know. I'm waiting just like the rest of you to hear precisely what, what is the deal, because this is now a situation that is causing the Cayman Islands a lot of national embarrassment. And that's the truth. Now, you're in charge of uh, tourism and transport, right? Regionally, we're embarrassed. Jamaica picked it up, Guyana, the Indian Times, Honduras. And our own elected officials cannot make a comment on this. The last thing they posted about the pageant was on August the 5th when they said, only one day left to get your tickets. As a patron, they call themselves patron, of the Miss Cayman Islands Universe pageant, the Ministry of Tourism is committed in its support of this competition. Now in its 41st year, the theme for the 2022 pageant is mystical sunset. Well, we got a mystical situation on our hands because we don't understand why since August the 5th, there's been no mention by the ministry of the situation. Are they in fact supporting what's going on? Are they helping the committee? Have they provided them with some, some crisis management 
assistance because clearly they need that. They're in crisis management mode and they don't even know what they're doing. They don't have a clue. Right? So, you know, a statement should be made. The sooner the better. This is the kind of thing that you don't sit down on two weeks after the fact and be like, oh, yes, we're aware of the situation. Mm -mm. No, no, Bobo. You're not ready. When you're in crisis mode and you cannot address the situation in real time, all that says to me as someone who's sitting here as part of the voting block in this community is you're not ready. Somebody not ready. And it's more than one somebody. It's multiple bodies not ready. Debbie, good morning. Um, quite interestingly enough, oh, Anne is joining us in New Hampshire this morning. Hey, Anne, how are you? So quite interestingly enough, um, the few people that are really encouraging this behavior, uh, they have the most to say and they're all over the place. And so somebody said to me, I don't normally read Cayman News Service. Not because I don't like Wendy. Um, I just don't have the time. And one of the other reasons why I don't read other local publications is sometimes you read something and it impacts what you then turn around and write, you know? So this is a live story. And so if I read something and I go sit down and write a story and all of a sudden I'm wording things a certain way or whatever, it's almost like a subconscious thing that I actually got that wording from reading the CNS story. So a lot of times I do not, I, I purposely don't read the compass and I don't read CNS. Even when people send me like headlines or like, what is this about? You know, I'm like, okay, we've done our fact checking, whatever. So, you know, um, CNS put up another um, story about this over the weekend saying that the pageant committee was reviewing the new queen's criminal case. Mm, a day late and a dollar short for sure. I think that the compass has finally come out and said that, you know, she's in court. You know, the compass I'm sure was in a really tricky situation because as sponsors of this event, um, they, as media sponsors, I'm sure felt a way about even having to cover this. But, you know, you can't let money impact your news coverage. I'm just saying, a lot of y'all miss that point with them sometimes. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, they came out way late. By the time they ran with the story, people were like, okay, uh, yeah, all right. It's a bit of a non-story now. Um, it's so far, you know, buried on, on their on their page. In fact, you don't even see it anymore. Mm -hmm. Anywho, they put a little bit of something together. So people are saying to me, um, go and read some of the comments. Um, by the way, the compass said that they reached out to Connolly, phone messages, phone calls, and none of those had been returned at publication time. Again, you know, this is the sort of thing. The Ms. Cayman committee should have had her prepared with a statement on exactly what she's saying. But unfortunately, this is young, a young lady who's in denial. She's pretending that nothing is going on. She's not taking any accountability here. This young lady has never admitted to any of this stuff. And I'm told that when this trial pops off, that we are going to be shocked and surprised by way of testimony. What else is going to come out? Honey child, I'm going to be in court, front row seat in that little media box with my typing fingers on the keyboard, ready to make sure I get it all recorded accurately. And then we're going to live stream after because this is a summary court hearing. So this may likely fall into more than one day, right? 
So the trial is set for October, I think the 15th or the 17th. So we will be there. They need to move it up, child. That's a little bit too close to the Miss International competition. So I'm, I'm going to be ready to give you all the news as it happens. So anyway, she, she lives in denial. Everybody allows her to live in denial. That's fine. So what y'all did was some fool decided to um, go to CNS. And I think it's probably that CI peers person. Remember they were on here last week and we had to block them from our platform, trying to bring us down a couple notches, talking about, oh, you know, we have access to um, CNS's account and we we're posting stuff on their behalf. I'm like, let me try and understand what this fool is saying to me. First of all, you're insulting me because that would be some level of complete fraud on the people that came to islands, right? Why do I need access to CNS? We got more people over here on CMR. I mean, let's just be quite frank and honest. So I'm going to be wasting my time and energy writing for CNS and, and like old election stuff. You were No, honey child, we were busy over here. Were you not paying attention to how we were the only ones giving you all the election news and sus and keeping you up to date? Had all the candidates over here. We were busy interviewing people nomination day we had a seven and a half hour live stream show i am too busy to be in cahoots with anybody much less wendy ledger wendy and nikki run came on new service they don't have any other shareholders nobody else is in their business as far as i know i'm over here doing my own thing so there are people who are trying to uh, create this conspiracy thing that somehow cns and, and cmr are linked right and so um, <laughs> they went and made a, a, a comment about how, um, and I got to tell you, ooh, I'm like, you know, Wendy is really salty sometimes. Trust me, she can be. But her saltiness has an English flavor to it, which a lot of us don't always appreciate. But I think it's funny in its humor sometimes. So this person, um, I'm trying to see if I can find the comment to read how they said it, right? But basically, they did the same thing as CI peers. Like, oh, yeah, you know, this is CMR writing the story and blah, blah, blah. And you need to tell us how. Um, oh, yes, this is it. Um, so this was on the 13th, which I think was Saturday, right? At 12.27 a.m. This is a person who clearly has no life at 12.27 in the morning commenting on CNS. They said, CNS, do the right thing and burn your bridges with Sandra because she is going down for this one. Really? So Wendy responded, and they don't, I don't know if it was her or Nikki, but they don't respond often to comments, but she responded and said, there is no connection. Um, there's no connection whatsoever between CNS and CM CML. Well, I need to message them because actually CMR. So they kind of got that wrong, Wendy and Nikki, but anyway, I know she meant CMR, or between the owners of CNS and Sandra. And never has been. No bridges to burn. Stop with the bullshit. <laughs> I was like, oh, somebody was up having some, in, some English tea early in the morning. And they were like, stop with the BS. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> I was like, is that Wendy or Nikki that wrote that, you think? Because I don't know Nikki's personality too well. But that sounds like that could be Wendy being super salty. But I don't think Wendy does the comments. I think Nikki monitors the comments and she responded. So that was probably Nikki writing that. She told y'all, stop with the BS. But you see, any excuse in the world to try to discredit the truth, because y'all ain't ready for the truth. 
right? Now, um, Monday Rewind is why we're here. So the young man who called me on Saturday, as I was telling y'all, as I'm heading to the dentist, said, Sandra, you know, the interesting thing about it is I'm disappointed in a lot of people here because even Renegade, where is my friend Renegade this morning? They're like, you know, Renegade is sitting there listening to this young lady on his show. He could have asked her some harder questions because he himself, Renegade, is very familiar with one of her victims because they know the boy. They know the young man. And they know the torture that the young man went through. So why was Renegade so easy on this girl? And I'm like, well, this is what happens. Nobody is really prepared to ask the tough questions. We go, we go along to get along. The truth has a way of setting you free. And nobody wants to have a truthful conversation. And, you know, all kind of stuff is coming out of the woodworks now. So I have, I have multiple aunts, obviously, y'all know. One of them said to me, um, oh, but she comes from such a good family. And um, on Friday, we put up a story about the police officer, Sean Bodden, who has been suspended and placed on duty for uh, being involved in some sort of a domestic incident. He's been arrested and suspended from his job. Y'all, I want y'all to pay attention now. Listen, y'all hear the crickets? Because I'm going to say it once. Mm-mm-mm. Crickets. Y'all can hear that, right? If you can hear that, that means that you can hear me loud and clear. How is it that someone can be suspended from work after just being arrested, but yet we have a reigning Miss Cayman Islands who has been arrested and charged and has a court date coming up for very serious assault offenses. And yet she still holds that crown in her head. Crickets. Equal treatment for everybody, regardless of whether you are a man or a woman. He is a sergeant on the police force, which is disgraceful that he should even have these type of allegations. So we put up the story about him. And as usual, we're the only one reporting on it. That's fine. He gets all salty and upset and starts WhatsApping me about he's going to have his lawyers from Maple, from, from uh, Walker's message me. I said, who are you? Who is this? Because I, I, not like I got his number saved in my phone, <laughs> right? I'm like, who is this? And he continues, oh, my lawyer's going to be suing you for, um, for defamation of character. I said, oh, I said, Sean Bodden, is that you, honey child? I said, listen, who, who are you saying? You got law- lawyers at Walker's. Wow. Your chest hide You got lots of money to go Walker's. Oh, I've got lawyers from Walker's. Like, that's supposed to mean anything to us. I'm like, yeah, please. I said, okay, well, you stop messaging me until we receive your legal papers. Then your lawyers can deal with the situation. Oh, defamation of character. What's the defamation? Are you saying you were not arrested? Because the RCIPS, before we ran the story, honey child, we confirmed arrested and suspended from duty. Those are facts. Hmm? Are you trying to say that the bit about you dating a 19-year-old isn't true? You're not dating her? You haven't dated her for the past two years? Which part would be defamation of character? Exactly. 
Because the truth is an absolute defense of defamation. Y'all not learn yet, but you soon learn. Yes. They think they can scare people, you see, into not speaking the truth. That's what you call a truth bomb. You shouldn't be scared of the truth. And you can't sue the truth. I keep telling you all this. Right? What you should be focusing on is not trying to clean up your messy life. Instead of messaging me Friday evening, telling me you're going to sue somebody. Oh, we're going to get our lawyers on this. Uh, walkers, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, I don't care about you or your lawyers. <laughs> if truth be known... I said, until then, don't message again. And I put my little rolling eyes. I'm like, don't message me again. Because I might tell you something you're really not going to like. Then he says, I don't plan to. Walkers will. Have fun in your yard tomorrow. I'm not sure what he meant by have fun in my yard. I was like, what the hell does that even mean? You stalking me now, dude? You're hanging out in my yard? What the hell? You know, you know something about my schedule that I don't know? Because I wasn't planning being in the yard on Saturday. But he says, next week, walkers will be in touch Defamation of character. Facebook is now being notif- noti- what is now being notified relative to your false information and harassment. RCIPS is also being notified via walkers. Um, you better get yourself a good lawyer, but it ain't going to be walkers. It needs to be a good criminal defense attorney. Because if they decide to charge you, that is what you're going to need. And walkers doesn't do criminal. Just FYI, Sergeant Bodden. What is this in my tea this morning? Something don't look right in my tea. What the hell is this? Mm-mm, something floating around my tea this morning, Nina. Let me switch to my water because I don't know what the hell that is. Anyway, um, Sergeant Barden, if you're going to file a lawsuit, you don't need to be braggalicious about it. Just file the documents and we will receive them and you know act on it like we have everything else. Not a single civil lawsuit has been successful yet. I'm just saying. You might want to think about that for a minute. Y'all have to recognize that you cannot continue to hide the truth from the people that came out. Well, not now that CMR is here. Speaking of the truth, and I want to talk about Jeremy Bodden and his lies calling into the show last week. Oh, God, I hate a liar with a passion. You know, I'm one of those people, call me crazy, but honestly, I'm one of those people where you're better off, if you're into some shenanigans and you do something wrong, I'm the kind of person you better off just coming to and say, hey, Sandy, listen, I screwed up. And I have some of y'all doing it. You're going to get this video about me and it's going to show you this and this and this and this. Mm, You know, I'm looking for a little bligh. You would be better off trying that approach than coming to my face and lying to me because when you come and lie to me, The only thing that is obvious to me is that you think I'm stupid, right? Because I'm like, why why else would you be lying to me? What is wrong with you? Surely you're not lying to me because uh, you think your lies are going to work. Certainly not long-term because everything always comes to light and I'm going to find out. So why are you lying to me? That's like a certain MP recently. I discovered some information and had all my ducks in a row. Because when I call and ask the question, just believe me when I already know the answers. I'm just giving you an opportunity to see what you're going to say. Oh, no, that's not true. 
my account was hacked, blah, blah, blah. I said, really? Yeah, but um, I got called the police. And I said, well, you should do that because somebody hacks your account and they're pretending to be you and engaged in this kind of behavior. If I were you, the first people I would call is the police. So make sure you have them on speed dial now. And shall we reach out to the police for comment as well? Well, you know, I have a good marriage. I'm like, you do? You have a good marriage? Are you sure? Because these messages had me confused, honey, Jal, about your good marriage that you claim you have. Oh, this could ruin my marriage. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, but if it isn't true, if, you're, if I'm to believe you that somebody hacked you, why would you be worried about it ruining your marriage? Surely your wife is going to believe you, isn't she? No, she's not. Because <laughs> your wife not as stupid as you want to think. Yes, the wife no plenty, honey chill. And it's only going to ruin your marriage because it's going to confirm what she already knows about you. But the fact that you would lie to me is what I found most egregious. Because we know a lot of these men already, honey child. They're just a bag of scandal. Marshall says scandalous as he is. He has no character. He's talking about, yeah, they're all scandalous. They love to get into all kind of foolishness. How about just owning it? You're like, yes, I'm a philanderer. My wife don't know it yet, or I don't think she knows, or she hasn't figured it out, or, you know, I can just play fool, whatever. But do not lie to me. The second you start lying to me, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Take the wheel. Because if y'all know how I feel about liars. And a lot of times I get upset with people and, um, you know, have an issue with them simply because they have lied. Not because, well, what they did might have been bad, but the lie and exposing the lie is what I'm all about. I'm like, do you recognize what you're doing right now? You're putting yourself in quite a position that unenviable position. I wouldn't want to be in a position lying to me. Because one day I'm going to prove you to be the liar that you are. Uh-huh. So think hard now. If I ever call you on the phone, I want you all to think about this. If I ha ever have a need to call you for a comment about a story and I say, listen, this is what I'm hearing, blah, blah, blah. Don't lie to me and don't play games. Just come clean. Throw, throw yourself on your sword. Throw yourself on, on uh, beg, beg for my forgiveness and my mercy because you're more likely to be able to make some headway in that regard as opposed to just a bold-faced lie to my face because I don't like liars. My Aunt Lottie always used to say, oh, honey, chill. nothing worse than a liar. She said a lie. She said, Andy, a liar will send you to jail and not even blink twice. And I believe it. Yes, they will. She said, tell me the truth. And listen, that's how she raised you. You're know, you going to get extra punishment if you lied. You were getting punished for what you did because your actions have consequences. But you got a little extra if you didn't just fess up when she asked you the question. Were you eating that chocolate in your room? I was like, oh, shit. What? She caught me again? Oh, my God. She had, oh, my God. We had a, we had a psychic link between each other. Like, literally, I'd be sitting in church. Right. And I would know the exact moment she found it. Oh, my chocolate wrapping that I hid under the, the pillowcase or wherever I hid it. I was like, oh my 
And when I went home, Sandra, were you eating chocolate? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Let me just pull down my behind. Here's the switch. All right, just go ahead. <laughs> because I knew it. I knew it already. I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. I felt it during church. The Holy Ghost said, here we go, honey, Joe. You getting it again? My poor little dog, Prince, he'd be like, I got you, girl. She's not going to touch you today. I can, I can bite her. <laughs> he'd be like, thank you, Jesus. Woo! Don't lie to people. Especially when you're in a public position like, you know, queens and wannabe queens and MPs and that sort of thing. It's not very, it's not very becoming to be a liar. Not a good trait for a politician. Although I know a lot of you engage in the behavior. You lie to the people all the time. So over the weekend, in addition, um, just as a liar is on par with a thief, well, pretty much they cut from the same cloth, you know. If you lie, you'll steal, and if you steal, you'll lie. So yes, that's a very dangerous position to be in, especially when you're an MP now, because you've established yourself to be a liar. So I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. Laura says a compulsive liar and a normal liar are different. A compulsive liar may have no remorse, but a normal liar lies to protect themselves. I think the only difference between the two is a compulsive liar lies way more often. They'll lie about everything and anything. And sometimes why they're lying makes no sense. Because it's something that they could just be honest about. But, they, but because they're used to lying so much, everything is a lie. And I don't even know how they keep up with their lies. How they can remember all the lies. Because they tell one person something and they tell another person something else. So listen to this. In addition to um, this young lady having all these criminal cases and whatever, I was shocked and surprised to see somebody sent me this over the weekend. She was also being sued. Around the same time she was going around beating people up, FW, FWC Loans Limited was taking Tiffany Conley to court, seven pages on the judicial website, suing her for money. So she borrowed money from them to pay back this um, $2,300, call it $2,400, <clears throat> right? And from December of 2019 to date, to the date of this filing and particulars of claim, they're claiming some $1,300 in interest. So she borrowed this money some time ago, and decided not to pay it back. Folks, this girl is special in so many ways, but not in the right kind of way for her to be holding a title. So you borrow money from people. Let me try to just break this down for you, right? You're going to borrow money from someone. And then you don't pay it back for years. And somewhere in here it said, let me just pull it up so I can have a quick look. It said that they made every effort. So they gave her credit facility. She agreed to make minimum balance repayments per month. She fell into arrears. Has an outstanding balance. 
They, the plaintiff has formally demanded payment on numerous occasions. Despite demand, the defendant has failed, refused, and or neglected to pay the amount due to the plaintiff. It's like, what? This is who we want as our reigning queen. And I don't even know if this is still a live issue, if she ever paid these people back or not. But remember now, when this lawsuit was filed, October of 2021, that would have been the same time that she was going around beating up this man and his son and the police officer. And she said two weeks later, she entered the pageant. So not only does she have the, the criminal stuff, the assault charges, she also owes people money and she decides to enter a pageant and go out there getting corporate sponsors and people to pay for hair, makeup and whatever. When you owe people money, you better try and do some fundraising, walk in them heels, clickety click to get people to help you pay this money back. And I'm just at a loss for the people who surround this young lady who must know about all these things. And by the way, for those of y'all who want to feign ignorance like you don't know, oh, she comes from a good family. I'm going to call some BS up in here this morning, this beautiful Monday morning. Hallelujah. Truth shall set you free. Because I can't believe that you would come from a good family. Now, I don't know what, I don't know what came out. Definition of good is, first of all, I guess we should start there. Because it seems to me that you're a, it's a good family if you can hide your skeletons in, in a really deep closet, as long as people don't know about it. Because when my aunt said that to me, honey child, you know, she was setting me off. I said, a good family. I said, yes. And I said, there are a lot of people came out who come from a good family that are a bunch of child molesters. So what do you mean when you say somebody come from a good family? Oh, because they didn't grow up poor. They didn't grow up in Dog City. They didn't grow up around crackheads and drug addicts. Well, good for them because that means that they have no excuse in life for doing some of the things that they do. A good family? Are you, are you serious? Hmm. And you see, I don't really want to be getting in people's business, but when you say stuff to me like that, then I hear the stories of, what? A good family? But didn't her uncle almost beat a woman to death and put her in the hospital? Broke her nose, her chin, her this, her that? The woman had to divorce him and run from Cayman? That's a good family? That's the definition of a good family? Definition of a good family is when your mother knows a man is married and has children with him? That's a good family? That's the example you set for your female children, your girls? That ain't no good family. What the hell are y'all talking about? I don't even know what phone up in here ringing, but now my it's not this it's not the show phones and I answering it. That doesn't make any sense. That's not a good family. Those are not good people. So you know, I'm willing to admit I don't come from a good family. I come from a dysfunctional family. They are crazy. They are dysfunctional. A lot of them ain't got no sense. There was abuse, all sorts of stuff but I can own it. I can tell you the truth. I'm not sitting here pretending like nobody in my family is no good family or nobody's perfect. Cause trust me, they all got a toops of crazy and I don't care what, what side they're on. Quite frankly, I'm going to own it. Now we trying some of us 
trying to make amends. We're trying to you know, do better as we get older. Some of y'all got to praise the Lord and go up in church to try and be a good person. The rest of us were like, we can be a good person without hanging out in church all day. You know, part of your core personality. But anyway. So I'm confused when people say somebody came from a good family. I'm like, hmm, boy, that definition of good must be really stretched out. Like my poor jeans I be trying to squeeze into sometimes. I get them a little extra stretch and I'm good family. Right. Andrea says, like a certain attorney tells a former prime minister of Jamaica that he's a pathological, mendacious liar. <laughs> what a hot mess. Yes, Andrew says define good. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what good means. I do not know what good means. Because all of it is very, very superficial, you see. On the face of it, things look good. So you want to argue that people come from a good family? No. They are a bunch of crackpots and just as messed up as the rest of us. Oh, but their parents were good little Christian people who went to church. Yes, but something, something cracked in the foundation. Because the children still not no good. The children still have a bag of issues. And the fact that y'all don't want to address these issues, talking about they come from a good family, is very, very disturbing. Dean says lots of people measure good by the size of a person's wallet. Mm -mm -mm. Or size of the house or what you drive. And none of those things have anything to do with being a good person. That's like the, the guy in Cayman Brack we reported over the weekend. We had heard about his death early on, and we we heard that it was a um, drug-related death, 48 years old. We reached out to the RCIPS. Of course, they don't normally confirm the cause of death because, you know, they're, they're all waiting on toxicology reports and whatever. But the talk on the street is, on the brack, is that this dude was hanging out with other drug addicts, people who were in that circle. And apparently, I don't know who's listening from the RCIPS this morning, but please, I am begging y'all to please do something about the drugs in the brack. I get so many complaints. In fact, I hear that the cocaine, the grade of cocaine is so good in Cayman Brack that drug addicts will leave Cayman and go there to take a hit. And no one, it's like an open, it's not even a secret. It's just open. The police are not doing anything about it. They do not have it under control. They need a drug rehab center in Cayman Brack from what I can hear. And the police need to start arresting people, charging people, and trying to clean up the streets. Because the drugs is flowing like water in Cayman Brack for such a small community. And the fact that the police are either oblivious to it or don't care to know what's going on, or they know and just turn a blind eye, is beyond disturbing. I'm at a loss for why this is not being addressed. Because... Cayman Brack is a little microcosm of Grand Cayman. In 10 years, they're going to be where we are today with shootings and all kinds of illusions going on. We already had a baby die there under very, very, very suspicious circumstances. And we all waiting to hear what really went down. And the talk on the Brack, even with that situation, is that child was surrounded by people who are known drug addicts and crackheads. One just got arrested for a cocaine possession. So I'm inclined to believe those rumors. Right? And so now everybody's speculating, did the little baby get into some cocaine and die from an overdose and then was found and they're trying to cover up the body? Did somebody harm her? You know, 
for whatever reason, because they were high on crack or cocaine or whatever it is, they're snorting and, and, and whatever. It's like, come on now. We need a clean up on the block. Governor, you're in charge of the RCIPS. I am begging you, please have an emergency meeting with the commissioner because the good, decent people in Cayman Brock are sick and tired of it. There are even rumors of people who work for government, work on like road works. They're part of the transport system for the drugs on Cayman Brock. That's how the drugs get distributed. Everybody know what's going on. It's like I said, not even an open secret. It's just open. And the powers that be are sitting back doing nothing. By the way, the two MPs for the BRAC, very Christian people. And I hear them speaking nothing of this horrible scour scourge on the BRAC community. All they worried about is the LGBTQ plus community. Really? They're not the ones, really, who are there tearing your island down. It's the drugs and the drug addiction and the child molesters that y'all need to be focusing on. Not a single one of them have called out the lack of enforcement, the lack of, you know, I mean, it, it is against the law <laughs> to be dealing in drugs, selling drugs, using drugs, and no one is doing anything about it. So we put up this story about this man. Okay, he's white and rich. I don't know where he's from, Canada, wherever. Bought several properties, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. I don't care who he is. Died with cocaine there. And people are like, oh, no, that can't be true. There wasn't a line of coke next to him. I was like, really? Did you know, since you want to speak on his behalf now that he's deceased, did you know that everybody in the BRAC knows that he was hanging out with pe drug people in the BRAC? Because I guess he had to go get his fix. So I can't tell you if it was cocaine, heroin, fentanyl, um, you know, scraped up into line. I, I don't know. What I know is with pretty high certainty, 90-something percentile, he, he died of a drug overdose. So he might have been combining different things too. Hmm? Speak the truth and shame the devil. Stop your cover-up. Just because he's got money, and he can buy several properties, and he's not, oh, okay, he's not really a Bronca, so we don't really talk about him. I don't care where he's from. The truth is what it is. Right? It's like way back in the day. Oh, we don't have gangs in the Cayman Islands. We just have friendship circles. <laughs> Say what? You know the years that this community lost Seriously? Trying to address our gang violence and our gang situation because we were in the proverbial denial, had our heads, not we, because I wasn't even here, but I'm just saying the government was in denial, talking about, oh, they're just friends, had their heads stuck in the sand because they weren't willing to admit that we had gang activity in the Cayman Islands. And delay, folks, is a horrible thing when you need to address a very serious situation. DJ Truckin says crackheads are a part of the Cayman community. I need coconuts and breadfruit.
we must uh, try to do better. The police have a job to do. Their job is supposed to be law enforcement. And if that isn't even happening, government, um, Mr. France Manderson, can you start making it mandatory for all of your roadworks people on the brack to get drug tested? Because, you know, they're out there, port people. The port need to do it too. They're handling heavy equipment and all sorts of stuff. Start drug testing them and we might get a, a clear indication of what percentage of the BRAC is actually using. Every single one of them. All civil servants on the BRAC. Because I think most of them are employed by the government. Right? Airport staff, firemen, police officers. Make them get drug tested too. And then we'll start to get a clear picture of exactly what's going on. So Young Audacity says, somebody please pay for this young lady's debts. If it was 11 years ago, I would cover her bills. Don't be surprised if she won the Miss World title. Well, Young Audacity, um, you seem to be a little bit clueless because she's not vying for Miss World. It's Miss Universe. <laughs> That's a completely different pageant. So we got to school you here today. What is that you represent a perfect family if you don't tell who could ever tell? And I still sees it that way, bold lady. But she's not vying for Miss World. She's vying for Miss Universe, okay? I'm surprised that Miss Universe has not made a comment on this yet. And I'm surprised. I would be further not surprised if they pulled K-Man's franchise, which as a matter of fact, they should do at this point because we are a disgrace um, to the Miss Universe Y'all know I'm not a big fan of pageants. But at this point, we're definitely a disgrace to the Miss Universe franchise. They're just looking to make money. That's the only reason why they have not pulled the franchise yet. Hmm? Cameron, good morning. Says, Sandy, honey child, you need to tell me what kind of tea you're sipping on this morning. I had to stop sipping my tea because there's something in my teacup. And I don't know what the hell it is, but I got to. During the news break, I'm going to refresh my tea, child. So um, hot mess all the way around. Civil lawsuit, has it been resolved yet? We don't even know. The committee, once again, claimed that they don't have a clue. They don't know how to use Google. They don't know how to do proper background checks on anybody. They just take their word for it. Now they're going to be investigating the facts. Y'all better do more than investigate the facts. You better investigate your lack of common sense. So yesterday afternoon, I'm sitting here again, trying to mind my own business. It was family time. 5.04 p.m., somebody who's created an account just to email me, which is interesting, says, hello, CMR. I'm writing this to highlight the duplicity that has been going within the Miss Cayman pageant committee. I'm not doing this to tear anyone down. I might cross the line with my personal feelings in some areas, but it will all come together at the end. I just want you to be in the know of what took place. Feel free to use some parts if you think it's good enough to make a point. Please read the PDF file attached. And they said, I would like to remain anonymous for now if you don't mind. Well, you obviously remain anonymous because you didn't sign it. And the email account um, doesn't really look like, uh, you know, doesn't have your name or anything, so I'm assuming that uh, you created this email account for the purposes of just sending this letter. After the news break, we're going to have a look at this letter because it says some interesting things. Now, there's some bits of it that um, I know isn't true, 
they, they make a certain assertion about a particular board uh, committee member that I happen to know very, very well. And they refer to court cases with this individual, which I know isn't true. What I would say is, um, oh, they claim charges were dropped. Cause I went back to them and I said, hold on a second, which person was supposedly, I can't remember if they said, you know, but if, if charges are dropped, I mean, I don't know if any charges haven't been filed. The person might've been interviewed. Um, you know, th this is the kind of thing now where you gotta be careful with, because when you send me correspondence and even if you're saying a lot that makes sense, if you say one or two things that I know isn't factually correct, you're already undermining yourself um, in my eye in terms of mm, the facts, because that's all I'm really concerned about, right? So tread, tread carefully and tread lightly when you send me information and then you throw in one or two things to add to your point, but they don't because they end up taken away from it because they're just not true. Tracy says in New Zealand, drug testing is compulsory. Uh, Tracy also says police have always involved in packages found washed up in Cayman. Never 100% is included in the total amount found. And I've seen it firsthand when I dated a policeman. Mm -mm -mm. What an allegation. Wow. Uh, Sandra, good morning. Says, good idea, Sandy. Drug test them, including the number one pastor in the brack. Mm -mm. Yes, honey child. Let's just put them in the, mo in the mesh too. Uh, Shirley, good morning to you, my dear. Says, I'm in public transport and I have to get a drug test every year to renew my license. Should be done across more departments in this country. Absolutely. And it should be random too. Like if, if you're doing it at the time of renewal of your license, of course, you know that. So you're going to, if I know Shirley not doing any drugs, but if she was someone to do drugs, she'd get clean probably beforehand. They need to be drug testing like how they're COVID testing. <laughs> let's get a, a speed test for that. All right, let's watch the news and then we're going to spend some time. I know a lot of y'all been waiting on this, going through this letter. Before I go through the letter, let me say hallelujah and praise the Lord that despite Jeremy coming on the show last week and lying to her faces about the fact that he does not owe his workers, which like I said at the time, I knew he was a lie. I don't know why he was trying to lie to me, but he actually has paid his workers. So we have received confirmation that on Thursday, he paid them some money. And then on Friday, he got them caught up and paid the balance. And somebody said to me on Friday evening, yes, they got paid today, but what he doesn't pay at all are the public holidays or even sick leave. As of today, they were already updated and the workers were told that from now on, Pay schedule will be every fortnight. So please, sir, it is still the law that you have to pay holidays, pension, sick days, and your guys have to have health insurance. So I know for a fact that right now, one of his workers had a massive stroke. 
only to find out that this same Robson Construction Company had no insurance for him. Wow. This is the kind of thing. You put people in a very stressful situation financially and otherwise when you do not have the proper insurance in place for them. He probably had a stroke because he wasn't getting paid and he was stressed out. And then the man has a stroke to find out he has no health insurance to cover his bills. If you find yourself in such a situation, go to the Health Insurance Commission and lodge a formal complaint. So, Jeremy, despite lying on the program, we've seen you taking some steps. Maybe the girlfriend gave you a loan because she claimed she got money. So now you've got the guys caught up with the pay, but you're not quite done yet. And I don't want to have to keep talking about you on the show. Sort out their pension. The government will probably allow you to do a pension plan where you can pay it in increments or whatever and get caught up. Get everybody who works for you on a proper insurance plan. The girlfriend works in the office. What is her title? What does she do exactly? And I'm not talking about no action between the sheets. I'm talking about in the office. Is she helping you with payroll, with insurance, whatever? Put her to work because she seemed like she kind of bright coming on this show, show making comments the other day. Okay. So get those other elements resolved so that you can be in full compliance with the employment and labor laws of this country. There's no such thing as partial compliance. You're either in compliance or you're not. Mm -hmm. DLP, we need to talk. Because I could be getting all kinds of complaints from people. And um, I think part of the issue, too, to be fair to the folks over at Department of Labor and Pension, they need more staff because we have more companies uh, that they need to be going out there doing spot checks on, et cetera, et cetera. But they don't have the staffing for it. So now government, Mr. Manderson, can we do some sort of assessment to figure out what it is that they need and get on it? All right, folks, uh, let's take a news break and then we're going to come back and dissect this letter. And we also have a thief who went to the um, turtle, uh, not turtle farm, a thief who went to the farmer's market that is on the loose stealing stuff. And we want to see if you might know who this individual is. She will show you that video before the program is over as well. Hello, I'm Kevin Watler, and this is your CMR Daily Buzz. Sergeant Sean Abshire Bodden with the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service was arrested following a report of a domestic incident that occurred at a residence on Pedro Road on July 31st. He was granted bail and has been suspended from duty pending the outcome of the investigation. 
Police confirmed that the matter is under investigation and a file will be submitted to the Director of Public Prosecution for a ruling. Bodden was involved in another incident on August 4th that went viral on social media. In that matter, he was found in his vehicle with his 19-year-old girlfriend. The wife spotted them as she was taking her lunch break and eyewitnesses said it sent her into a rage. It led to a vehicle chase between the two from the airport area that ended in the parking lot of Automotive Art. The Cayman Islands Customs and Border Control Service has confirmed that Neville Butler and Ravan George and two of their male associates were deported from the Cayman Islands on Friday. All four men are Jamaican nationals. Neville Butler and Ravan George were in the Cayman Islands illegally and are wanted in Jamaica for a number of serious offenses, including murder. The other two associates are wanted by the Jamaica Constabulary Force for questioning in connection with serious criminal offenses. One of the associates was also in the Cayman Islands illegally and the other associate was on a work permit which has been revoked by the Workforce Opportunities and Residency Cayman, more commonly known as WORK. The four men were arrested during a police operation on August 6th. They were escorted to Jamaica on Friday morning by CBC, RCIPS and prison officers and were handed over to the Jamaica authorities upon their arrival. A man who was found guilty of indecent assault has been sentenced to five years in prison. Willard Hurlston denied the assault but was found guilty based on text messages he sent to the victim the day after the incident apologizing and asking her not to tell anyone. Hurlston and his wife were spending the night at the woman's apartment last December when he opened her locked bedroom door and assaulted her. The woman woke up to him in her bed, touching her genitals. During his trial earlier this year, the court heard that Hurlston was familiar with the apartment as he often carried out repairs to it. Now, on the night of the incident, Hurlston used some type of tool to unlock her bedroom door. The woman reported the incident to the police on the advice of a friend and the court heard that the woman was deeply affected by the incident as she had known Hurlston for many years. On Wednesday, Justice Philip St. John Stevens sentenced Hurlston and issued a sexual harm prevention order that prevents him from having any contact with the victim for 12 years after release from prison. A rider of a wave runner crashed into a boat docked at the Georgetown Yacht Club on Friday afternoon. Visitors from Texas were celebrating a birthday on the boat when the collision occurred. The man on the wave runner was injured and taken to the hospital. There were no other injuries. Firefighters were on scene almost immediately as they were at the nearby restaurant for a farewell lunch for the previous fire chief. The Cayman Islands Coast Guard is investigating the crash. The drivers of two vehicles involved in a fiery crash early Thursday morning have both been arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence. According to police, shortly before 1.30 in the morning on August 11th, emergency services responded to a two-car motor vehicle collision on Shamrock Road near Star Apple Drive and Midway Close involving a gold Honda and a silver Toyota Vitz. It was reported that both drivers were traveling in opposite directions along Shamrock Road when the collision occurred. Both vehicles received extensive damage with the Toyota catching fire. The drivers of both vehicles did not appear to have any serious injuries, but the passenger needed the assistance of the Cayman Islands Fire Service to get out of the vehicle. The passenger was transported to the Cayman Islands Hospital for treatment for non-life-threatening injuries. The crash is under investigation. 
Four men have been charged with drug charges after the police seized over 300 pounds of ganja during an operation on Tuesday, August 9th. The Royal Cayman Islands Police Service reported that officers conducted an operation in Bodentown and during the operation, three separate premises were searched and over 300 pounds of suspected ganja, along with drug utensils and a large quantity of cash, was recovered. As a result, five people, four men ages 28, 35, 37 and 39, and a 25-year-old woman, all of Bodentown, were arrested for the drug offences. So far, four men were charged for the drug-related offences, and the woman was granted bail as the investigation continues. Police continue to look for Luisto Eusebio Hernandez in relation to firearm offences. He is considered armed and dangerous and should not be approached. If seen, call 911 immediately. The search is still on for two missing men. 53-year-old Noel Paul Manning has been missing since June 24th and 26-year-old Adrian Williamson has been missing since July 6th. Now you are asked to contact your nearest police station if you see them. Anonymous tips can be provided directly to the RCIPS via their confidential tip line at 949-7777 or via their website. In light of recent fatal traffic collisions and other serious traffic incidents, the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service is appealing to drivers to engage in safe driving practices, especially over the weekend and during bad weather. Police say the penalty for speeding is a fine of $20 for every mile per hour over the speed limit you are found to be traveling, and if the total fine exceeds $500, drivers will have to attend court, and on conviction, you are liable to have your license suspended for a minimum of 12 months along with the fine. The current legal blood alcohol limit in the Cayman Islands is 0.100% and if you are tested and found to have a blood alcohol content at or exceeding this amount, you will be arrested. Upon conviction, you are liable to a fine of $1,000 and will lose your driver's license for a minimum period of 12 months. The penalties increase if you have previous DUI convictions. The Health Services Authority would like to advise the public that the pediatric clinic at the Cayman Islands Hospital will be relocating to the Women's Health Building on the main campus starting Monday, August 15th. Patients will register at the new clinic, streamlining the previous registration process. Consultant pediatrician and deputy clinical head of the department, Dr. Lyndon Swan, said he's pleased that the pediatric clinic will now have the space to expand their service offerings as the need for additional services grow. The larger space will afford the clinic to include their on-site support services for their patients, such as nutrition consultation, speech therapy, and exercise activities. More information on each of these stories can be found at caymanmallroad.com. Now for your CMR weather update, it's brought to you by WG Charters. Sunrise at 6.06, mostly sunny skies expected. The temperature rises to the high 80s, but it will feel much hotter than that. Now when the high temperature is at 87 degrees Fahrenheit and the relative humidity is at 67% like the forecast calls for, the temperature will feel around 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Light southeast winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour, then the sun sets at 6.53. When it cools at nighttime, the temperature falls to the low 80s. Looking forward, similar weather conditions are expected. It's summertime, so those hot days and warm nights with scattered showers are very typical for this time of year. CMR weather updates are brought to you by WG Charters. They offer private boat trips for a great price, so we encourage you to support them. Now for some regional and international news. 
The development bike of Jamaica unveiled two loan facilities valued at $700 million to benefit entertainment and transport industry stakeholders whose livelihoods have been impacted by the economic fallout from the COVID-19 pandemic. According to a release on Friday, a sum of $500 million is earmarked for micro, small and medium-sized enterprises under the Entertainment Restart Loan Facility, while $200 million has been provided for public passenger vehicle operators. The funds will be provided through the Development Bank's microfinance institutions and approved financial institutions. The Trinidad Police are probing the death of the nephew of West Indies cricket legend Brian Lara, who was gunned down in Santa Cruz, a valley that lies between the hills of Northern Range in Trinidad. Police said 33-year-old Mashama Lara, who is a fisherman, had just arrived to his home on Thursday evening and parked his pickup truck on the roadway when he was ambushed by two men who shot him before escaping in a waiting vehicle. He was declared dead at the hospital. Please have no motive for the killing. Acting Police Commissioner McDonald Jacob urged the public to provide intelligence to the authorities so they can act to prevent some of these killings before they occur. The Grenada Police have confirmed that several crew members of Party Boat Harbor Master are in custody following an incident on Wednesday in which World Javelin Champion Anderson Peters was injured. The Grenada Olympic Committee has condemned the barbaric actions of the perpetrators of the assault on Peters who returned to the island just the day before to a VIP welcome after winning a silver medal in the men's javelin at the 2022 Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, England. Grenada's former Environment Minister Simon Steele is set to head the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Steele, who has served as the Caribbean Islands Minister for Climate Resilience and Environment until this year, will replace Patricia Espinosa, who finished her second three-year term. Steele is regarded as a veteran advocate for climate ambition from a vulnerable Caribbean island state. On the global stage, his calls for rapid reductions of emissions have put him at odds with big emerging economies like China, while his lobbying for climate finance has met resistance from rich countries like the United States and European Union. The United States House of Representatives voted Friday to pass Democrats' $750 billion healthcare, energy and climate bill in a significant victory for President Joe Biden and his party. The final vote was 220 to 207 along party lines. Four Republicans did not vote. Now that the Democratic-controlled House has approved the bill, it will next go to Biden to be signed into law. Final passage of the bill marks a milestone for Democrats and gives the party a chance to achieve long-sought policy objectives ahead of the upcoming midterm elections. It comes at a critical time as the Democrats are fighting to retain control of narrow majorities in Congress. That's it for now on The Daily Buzz. Thank you for joining me. Please stay safe and God bless. All right, good folks. Uh, welcome back to the program. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Big shout out to Kevin Watlow for our um, CMR Daily Buzz. 
keeping you guys updated with all the latest news. You can catch him every evening, nine o'clock. It goes live and then uh, he updates it for us in the morning with any breaking news and of course the morning weather so that you guys can make sure you're current with what is happening. So of course, let me not um, leave out some comments and my apologies for some reason, I don't know what's going on with some of you on social media, but your comments are not coming through. So poor Miss Amelia, she's like, you're not reading my comments again. Well, I can't read something that I don't see um, with my four eyes. So unfortunately, uh, that's what's happening. And by the way, there's an accident on Smith Road right now as we speak. Let me show you all the little picture and everything. So if you are headed in that vicinity, do your best to actually avoid the area. Because, you know, the people in the Cayman Islands can't drive, apparently. <laughs> I don't know what do, y'all. But look at, the, look at this. Three-car accident. Accident by Smith Road. Mm -hmm. Thank you to our CMR fans who are out there keeping an eye on everything for us. Uh, letting you know, avoid Smith Road if you can. Three-car pileup, three-car accident. Uh -uh. There it is. Ooh, looks like a good smashing too. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Is that a Honda involved? Child, I'm afraid of these Hondas because they be involved in every accident. I guess because we have so many of them on the roads. Anyway. Hopefully everybody's safe and they've all got insurance and, uh, you know, they're going to do the right thing and pay up if they're at fault. Okay. All right. So, um, okay. Let's read a few comments. Uh, one person says, you need to list all the sponsors. Uh, this is in reference to the Miss Cayman pageant who obviously approve of the committee's actions and decisions. I'm not sure if they approve, but they're remaining silent. That's for sure. Um, this person says, you're too funny. <laughs> I had to drop off to message you. You know us. Leo's on par. I've been waiting for you to mention the MPs and their offices, et cetera. Good show so far. Love the variety. It's time for midterm review of all MPs. Seriously. Yes, I know it's not two years yet, but it's close enough. Uh, they be messaging me about they can't find some of them or do you know where this is? Some people need to be reminded from now uh, so that when election time comes, they're given information. They're not given information overload, which just causes most of them to doubt and ultimately be brainwashed and fooled by their MPs. Well, let me just say that <laughs> it's not that they doubt it. It's just that they're fooled by whatever the latest little Thing that they're going to be handing you, um, you know, to buy your vote. So people have very short memories, child. You got to remind them frequently, often, and even then they're going to still make a poor decision when they go to the polls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the person goes on to say it's absolutely unacceptable for the minister and the government to not respond to serious international matter and implication it causes, implications it causes on many levels. This issue does not have tourism implications, but so many other repercussions. This issue has never been just a domestic one. I'm appalled and highly disappointed to say the least. Hmm. And they said, Sandra, I said that two days ago to my friend. Don't be surprised if Cayman is not allowed to enter the Miss Universe this year. Mm -hmm. um, other comments coming in. Let me see here. This person says, not just the cat's meow, 
but going to JA to attend the weekend bash and old people just under $20,000 in unpaid rent. Wrong behavior. Of course, <laughs> this person is referring to none other than Ruthanna. Oh, Jesus, Ruthanna, why won't you behave yourself? You're again, such a pretty face. Such a pretty face, as Aunt Lottie would say, but dutty behind. Get your lives together. You owe this woman all this rent money, plus all sorts of other people. Did you finish paying off for the clothes that you went and put on layaway and never paid for? Oh, my God. This woman is owed under $20,000 in unpaid rent. But just the other day, two weekends ago, Ruthanna could jump up and go to Sunfest in Jamaica, rent a car, and drive in from Mobay to Kingston and this place and that place. You know, the sad thing is, people sit back and know your business, right? I don't know how y'all can do it. Child, if I owed people $20,000 in unpaid rent, I'd be hiding. They wouldn't even know that I still live in Cayman, much less getting on a plane, flossing with your man from the gym and going to Jamaica. I'd be so shamed. I would never leave whatever rental hole I'm in now. Oh, my God. No, sir. And then you, what you end up doing is you force these people to make this commentary and then uh, all over my road again. Moving on with the comments, this other person says, I've stopped following Compass just recently for many reasons. Number one, late news. Number two, the whole subscription money-making thing. Why am I going to pay for news when I can literally hear it on the mall road or CMR? <laughs> and you can get it like three days earlier. Um, this person sends a, a picture here that says, the truth will set you free unless you're guilty. <laughs> I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you. Uh, somebody said mad ants in your tea this morning. I don't know, boy. Uh, another person says, gal, the tea was hot and tasty this morning. I couldn't even run to the restroom. Too afraid I might miss something. Now holding it is bad for your bladder. So just, you know, <laughs> take your time. Um, someone else says, good morning, Sandy, because the police or some of the police are the root of the drugs and criminality problems. Remember the preacher in the brack, the authorities know about him, but won't touch him. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I keep hearing about this preacher and high ranking individual in the brack who has a, um, a propensity to like little boys and everybody in the brack seems to know about it, but it seems like there's nothing that can be done. Everybody know that allegedly this person likes little boys in not a good way, like sexually, like they're a pedophile, they're, they're a perpetrator, they're a, um, a disgusting human being. The last time I heard the police tried to set up a little sting operation where the little boy called and was like, oh, I remember when you were playing with my little pee-pee, sir? But they kind of messed it up, like they didn't do it the right way, so they couldn't use that evidence. To, to nab this individual. Everybody know. It's the same thing I told y'all about. This, this group. And that's part of the progressives. Up in their leadership behind. And everybody know they're child molesters. It's, a, it's an open. Not so secret. 
Y'all need to start wielding some machete on these people. When you judge people, children, this should not be something that the community sits back and, oh, yeah, we all know about them, you know. But you still going to the person's church? What? You, listen, really? Y'all are almost as bad as the freaking perpetrators because y'all be smiling up in their face, going to their churches, hanging out with them, and this sort of thing, making them think it's okay. <clears throat> anyway, y'all trying to guess which MP I was talking about earlier. I'm not telling you yet. I told you I'm the bone collector. Ooh, they got some names. They call that one so-and-so dummy. That one, oh my gosh, y'all are horrible. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. What a mess. Hmm. They said, don't air post this, but a known drug dealer went to jail. So-and-so is a mean push of cocaine on the brack. CBC has been watching him, but they have not been able to catch him. Well, they better try and watch a little bit closer. He's back and forth all the time, living it up in hotels when he comes back to Grand Cayman. Known drug dealer. Hi, they send me the name and everything. I wonder if the police really know. And the police officers in the back are helping to push it too. Well-known secret on the back. Sad, sad, sad. Woo-wee, here you know. <clears throat> mm -mm. Um, I hear, I hear. One of the drug deals in the back is the minister's, which minister? So-and-so family. I know he works so-and-so. Not sure what section. Oh, you got to give me that name on a child. I didn't know who these people are. What? All of this been happening? Romelia's comments, because I can't see him. She says, um, here in Cayman as well, the commissioner himself was taken to the drug areas and nothing was done. The governor refused to meet to discuss these issues. Therefore, I don't expect him to listen, they covers for one another. Ay, ay, ay. What a heat. Mm, mm, mm. All right, let's read this letter then. Y'all ready? Without further ado, good morning. All right, so the letter starts out. I'll show you guys part of it. I can't show you all of it because, like I said, one thing in here I know isn't actually correct, but anyway. Well, I'll show you as much as I can. <clears throat> Dear CMR, I'm writing this to highlight the duplicity. I love that word. <laughs> that has been going within the Miss Cayman Pageant Committee. Mm-hmm. I will make it as short as possible. Well, they made it five pages long, honey chill. I apologize that this is a bit informal and rushed due to time constraints, and you may find some grammatical errors. All right, no problem. For starters, Mariah Tibbetts is no angel. So don't be surprised about her advocacy <clears throat> for the new Miss Cayman Islands. During the lead up to the 2019 Miss Cayman pageant, Mariah's family and supporters felt that Ma Mah Mahalia, I think that's how she pronounces her name, Mahalia Seymour was the one to beat because Miss Seymour had competed twice before in the pageant. And this was Mariah's first and only chance to the crown 
as she was aging out of pageants. So they set out to find incriminating evidence against Mahelia. Okay. Then they have the heading, favoritism in the 2019 pageant. Favoritism was shown to Mariah during the pageant, mostly coming from the director. And the director is uh, Miss Derry Dakers, Derry Lee Dakers, yes? And the fact that the that Mariah and the director, director of both came from Cayman Brack, but possibly related, should have triggered a familiarity threat within the organization. Mm-hmm. Okay. The onstage question in the 2019 pageant, the director wanted Mariah to win. On the night of the contest in 2019, after listening to Mariah's response to the final onstage question, some of us noted that Mariah must have been tipped off on what the final question would be because she broke into poetry without hesitation to answer the question. She sounded very much rehearsed, whereas the other contestants answered more candidly. All the contestants received the same question. You can revisit the video and determine for yourself. Okay. Hmm, what was the question? She broke into poetry. That's unusual, yes. Then the next heading says Miss Cayman by default. As we know, Khadija Baden won the contest followed by Mariah and Mahelia. I can assure you that if Mahelia had received the first run-up position, the committee would find some excuse or would find every excuse to not give the Miss Cayman title to Mahelia by default due to the pandemic. Oh, yes. That's what happened. Yes. I'm remembering now. Uh, plus, we all know that Mariah's family ensured that Mariah would be given the title by default due to the pandemic. The director did not hesitate. Mm-hmm. Because this is who she actually wanted to win. But if it was Mahelia, that would not have happened. The true culprits. After the 2019 pageant, we discovered that there was that it was supporters of Mariah who conspired to have Mahelia kicked out of the contest, but yet Mariah speaks out against cyberbullying. Meanwhile, her own supporters were carrying out nefarious antics so that she could have an easy win, which I'm sure she's 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 was well aware of too. Okay. <clears throat> Now, this last bit has something in here. I'm going to skip over this because um, I know for a fact that isn't this wasn't true of the person being charged. Um, uh, so you got to be very careful with those types of allegations. But anyway, they go on to say that none of these people have the credentials for running a pageant. Most of them are not even interested. I have assisted the Miss Keyman Committee before and have, have observed their attitude from ever since. The government should have done its due diligence when deciding who to put on the committee. And then it goes on to Miss Jamaica and training. <coughs> Sorry. The public may not be aware that one of the Miss Jamaica winners was training Miss Cayman in 2019 for Miss Universe. Insiders found her to be vulgar and not classy at all. She should never have been around Miss Cayman assisting with training. The committee should have objected to this. And she has also trained the Miss Cayman world in the past, Miss Jamaica Universe organization did not invite her back to crown her successor because of rudeness. And uh, is this what we want for our Miss Cayman? Now, it's interesting that this is brought up because give me a second here, right? Because I am sure 
that CMR covered that story, much to the um, dismay, I'm sure, of the Miss Cayman Committee. But hold on, I'm looking for Miss Jamaica this time. Hold on one second. But I am sure that at the time we actually covered that because that, that rings a bell. Um, hold on a second now. Oh God, I got to narrow down the search. All right, give me one second. Let me narrow down my search because I'm going to just double check to see if this is the same year, uh, 2019, because I am sure that we covered, yes. All right, here we go. Miss Cayman trained by controversial Jamaican beauty, Davina Bennett. That was December of 2019. So I'm assuming, I don't know if anybody else who's been Miss Jamaica, former Miss Jamaica who's been training, but I'm assuming that this is the same situation that this person's talking about. So y'all would be aware if you're reading CMR. And yes, she is a little bit controversial. Um, attitude. She's described as unprofessional. This is what the article said at the time. She's been described as unprofessional and ghetto-esque. Um, you know, she's not that polished. Um, her husband and business partner, who is a general manager at Margaritaville in the Cayman Islands, uh, there was issues levied against him about fraud and all sorts of stuff. But he seems to like beauty queens, his girlfriend's child. Very, very bizarre. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, y'all go back and read that, read that article. I'll put it in the links for you so that you can catch up because we were aware of it. We were paying attention. Yep. Y'all need to stay up now. So they make mention of that. <clears throat> then they go on to the Har army hammer video. Lord, this, this five page document covering everything. So they say that when the army hammer issue came out, that was blown out of proportion by the committee, they wrote in the back of it like a surfboard to the shoreline for publicity. <laughs> I must remember that. Like a surfboard to the shoreline for publicity. Yes, sir. This committee has nothing to work with. They feel that even if it's something negative, it would help to promote the pageant. The cyberbullying that Mariah purports to have received from the video in question that was so emotionally distressing was blown out of proportion to gain sympathy from the public. She has never provided proof of this overwhelming cyberbullying simply because I don't think it actually existed. Y'all remember this? <laughs> the video came out with Army Hammer slapping someone. Um, and I think he posted it on um, what is his Twitter or Instagram or whatever, but he had like a burner account, which um, few people knew was his, but it was him under a different name. And so he's slapping some little white behind, Caymanian white behind, which, you know, means it probably not really white, but you know what I mean? Caymanian white. And um, smacking her behind and she got on some lingerie or whatever and talking about, oh, this is Miss Cayman. And when he comes to the Cayman Islands, he hooks up with Miss Cayman. Well, it was strange. And I'm, it's interesting that this person mentioned this in their letter because at the time, the Miss Cayman committee said that they contacted the police and they wanted an apology from Army Hammer because it wasn't Miss Cayman and it was making their um, their pageant look bad and whatever. When everybody, and I do mean everybody, this side of the Mississippi knew full well that it was not Mariah. 
Not a single person with one iota of common sense was thinking that this was Mariah. We all knew who it was. It was a former Miss Cayman contestant. She didn't, I don't even think she placed, right? But it wasn't, it wasn't Miss Cayman. So the fact that they made, like I said, it's very interesting this person mentioned this. And the fact that they made a big to-do about it did have me a little bit puzzled at the time because I was like, uh, nobody thinks that that's Miss Cayman. That's weird, right? Because we were all like, uh, we know who that is. Uh, yeah. You know, she's, she's not reformed. She's a reformed whore. And, you know, all about Jesus and the Lord and whatever. And, you know, we believe in, obviously, we believe in multiple second chances, too. <sighs> she's on run for Miss Kimat again, too. Then it goes on to say the witch hunt. The issue started with a simple and common type of type of birthday flyer on Mahalia Seymour's social media page in which Mahalia was remonst remonstrated uh, by, for by the director. See the blow screenshot. A truly concerned member of the society who would want to wish all the contestants well should, could have easily messaged Mahalia and told her to take it down, um, not just complaining to the committee. So now, they, now they're bringing the real tea, honey child. They're bringing all the evidence. Oh, sorry. I need to add this back so y'all can see it. So they have all these emails here. Um, Mahalia Seymour, um, where apparently the committee members, I guess, emailed her. Oh, this came directly from Dara Lee. Oh, Dara's using her work email address to email committee members. Let me let me scroll in on this a little bit closer because that, that can't be that lack of professionalism. She works at State Street, dlee3 at statestreet.com. Okay, so uh, I hope State Street not listening this morning because they might ask her what she's doing using their email and their time to be um, communicating with Miss Cayman people. You do that in your own time is what State Street probably going to say. But anyhow, she says, hi, Mahalia. Please provide an explanation for the attached together with a video included inappropriate music that was seen, seen yourself on July 30th on IG this is inappropriate and unacceptable. I look forward to hearing from you ASAP. Okay, that was August the 9th of 2019, 5.39 p.m. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Then Mahalia, Ms. Judy Powery. I think Ms. Judy is the, the ministerial representative on the committee. Lynn Whitaker. All these ladies are commented. And um, Mahalia, I guess, responds, says, I'm still confused as to why the invitation for a birthday event has blown into this situation. It is not an actual post on my Instagram account. It was posted within my story for half a day. And the screenshot was sent to you. I have never been addressed about anything I posted until now. And it is beyond my understanding as to why it's an issue. It's not defacing anyone's character. It's not a representation of me or who I am. It's a mere invitation for a birthday party that took place on August the 3rd. There was never an actual photo posted in my timeline. Therefore, there's no reason for me to remove something that isn't there to begin with. Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on. My social media has always been open. And to get a dress for something that was posted as a story and not an actual post is mind-boggling to me, especially when... I'm just being a friend and helping to support a local event, which I did not attend. Okay. So this is interesting. 
because um, Instagram stories, and a lot of times you guys will see stuff show up on our stories. We're just sharing something from, like if I see a video that's like kind of funny or whatever, we just click share and it goes to our thing. And stories only stay up for like a certain amount of time, depending on how many stories you post, they get moved down the line and then eventually they disappear. Um, clearly, the Miss Cayman committee doesn't know the difference between a story and an actual post. Because as Mahalia rightfully points out, it's not a post and it's not something that's like permanent and staying on her page, whatever. So then the person says, duplicity, acceptable behavior in quotes. Um, so apparently Derry responds and says, good night, Mahalia. I'm quite disappointed that you would think that the invitation was okay to post as it does not represent the positive message we as a committee are trying to promote. In addition, young ladies looking at their social media page as a contestant in the pageant would be misled to think that this is acceptable behavior. Please remove the post immediately and consider this a warning. Wow. I didn't know all this was popping off. Um, so hold on now. Let me reduce this a little bit because I think I'm missing something here. So, okay. So she got warned. And then Mahalia replies, uh, this was the 12th, says, I agree with you. However, I cannot abandon the ladies like that. What is this? In really, this is a different, okay, this is a little bit weird. I'm not sure what that, let's read it. So I agree with you. However, I cannot abandon the ladies like that because Anika, who's um, this current one sister, was asked but kept giving them the runaround. I paused in my promotional modeling jobs at Vibes Time just to gain my rest at night. I don't know what this is in relation to. Okay. In addition, I finally received Derry's feedback. And it's even more upsetting because I know it's a bag of foolishness. And I haven't responded yet. And to do and do not plan to and do not plan on, on it either. Because I think by entertaining the mediocrity uh, will only make it worse. I'd rather act as if it didn't even happen. Long story short, her reason was the general public and members of the committee thought it was me in the photo and I was promoting nudity, seductiveness, alcohol, and giving off the wrong message of what the committee stands for. Mm -mm -mm. Looking at the photo, I personally don't see anything wrong with it. And that's also what bothers Derry. My point is it's an invitation for a friend's birthday. So why create false news and negativity? about something you claim to be a representation of myself or character. Okay. So here's the, the thing in question. This is the invite. Um, so somebody was having a party that said it's time to get, is that wild music by DJ somebody or another. And, you know, these are, um, I'm pretty sure that neither one of the young ladies in this image here are from Cayman. Normally these are just like stock photos or girls from overseas that they take. And it says broke out. Somebody was having a party in August. And that was the invite. So she basically, I don't know if this JB locomotive guy was um, the person whose party it was or whatever, but he's tagged in it. And we know he he he's a character in, the, in and of himself um, in court for assault and all kind of this stuff. So you take something that somebody's shared with you or tagged you in or whatever, and you share it to your Instagram stories. So that's the end of it. That's it. Okay. So they're saying, look at this. This was a screenshot um, that the committee was all upset about, right? 
uh, girls being seductive in a birthday invitation. And um, Helio's position is it's not her in the pictures. I don't know what, what, um, I don't know what Anika was asked, but I don't know what that has to do with this. Like that, I'm not sure of the full context of everything that um, Mahelia says in her post, her response email here. So I don't know, but it is interesting. Duplicitous, acceptable behavior. Hmm. So the, the committee's position is that posting stuff on social media that isn't even her, this is acceptable behavior. Well, you know what? I would love to see right now is the email chains between the committee and Tiffany and talk about all of her acceptable behavior. But you see, they were, they were happy to um, buy into Tiffany's foolishness and talk about, oh, they're giving her a second chance. I guess their standards have either been lowered since 2019. That's a possibility. Maybe they're getting desperate now to get young ladies in this pageant. I don't really know. Um, or whatever, but they really took a chance on Tiffany and a liking to Tiffany. And look at the international embarrassment that has now come out of that. Malia Seymour has not caused any international embarrassment because of some photo that she shared for somebody else's birthday party that wasn't even her. But they were so bothered by that. But you're not bothered about a young lady assaulting multiple people and beating people up and owing people money and crashing into people's cars and refusing to fix it. Like none of that bothers you. Yes, I think duplicity is the right word here. Something is wrong. What a mess. Mm, mm, mm. They're so worried about what the um, what the young ladies are doing. And clearly, as this person has pointed out, someone sent this to, and you know, she's, whoever this is, I don't know if it's a man or woman, but they're saying that, listen, the person who sent this was, you know, trying to give um, other people in the competition uh, uh, upper hand. And the way in which they do that is to tear down someone that they see as a potential threat. And that's un- that is really, really unfortunate. Now, I don't know, and I can't swear for nobody or nothing that I don't know anything about. So I don't know if it has anything to do with Mariah or not if it was one of Mariah's friends or not. And you know, the funny thing is, when we first contacted Derry and her committee members about the Tiffany situation, which was before the pageant, their first response was, who is the person who sent you this message? Clearly, they have an issue with Tiffany and this must be someone who wants one of her supporters to win. Turns out the young man don't know none of the contestants, Right. He just, on a matter of principle, thinks that this is crazy, that the committee support. So I'm thinking to myself now that I'm reading this, hold on a second. You were concerned about, oh, why is this person asking legitimate questions about Tiffany Connolly, who's in court right now for serious charges, including assaulting a police officer? That is egregious. But when somebody sent you a photo of some birthday invite, which wasn't even this young lady... She just shared it on her Instagram stories. You were all up in her grill talking foolishness about this does not represent Miss K-Man. And what what, what else she say? She's quite disappointed. Are you disappointed in Tiffany, Derry? It doesn't represent the positive message we as a committee are trying to promote. So 
you're okay promoting violent people? Is that the positive message? People who beat people up? People who don't pay people back? People whose mother, when they hit somebody's car and don't has the audacity to call the owner of the vehicle and curse her out? You know, I was talking earlier about how sometimes as parents and people surrounding these young people, we're the enablers, we're the problem. And that's the foolishness that you're now happy to support. What has changed between 2019 and 2022? I uh, Inquiring minds want to know. What are you now trying to promote? What's the positive message here? You don't empower people by not holding them accountable. Talking about you need, please remove the post immediately and consider this a warning. Warning for what? What, 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 what was the outcome going to be? Morning, Debbie. Damien says, wow, talk about double standards. Magdalene says, all I can say is double standard. Anthony says, MGL. T is a little weak to me. <laughs> However, it amazes how it amazes he how the committee was upset at this, but criminal charges is okay. What does NGL stand for, Anthony? I don't know what that stands for. Um, Amanda says, why didn't they question last year's competitor, the Spanish girl that could barely speak English, holder of a Kimon passport because of birth, but um, was just naturalized over one month ago. Uh, with her slackness. <laughs> and trust me, we heard we heard about the slackness there as well. Magdalene says, could it be that Mahalia came from Central? Yeah, because remember, when you don't come from these so-called good families that are known to people, you come from Central, you come from Dog City, you don't, you don't get the same second chances, apparently, that everybody else does. You're not in the second chances club. Moya says, interesting, the girls in the birthday invite has on more material than the pageant girls in their bikinis at this point. <laughs> Many people going forward will not be willing to support the Miss Cayman franchise. Mm -hmm. Sure, Rainbow says we're still on Tiffany. Well, it's the gift that keeps on giving, honey child. So yes, somebody sent, uh, we're not on Tiffany, we're actually on the committee, but somebody sent a five-page PDF document with emails attached and photos um, talking quite frank about this committee and their duplicitousness. And it is demonstrated by how they're treating Tiffany and how they've treated Mahalia in the past. Izzy says, you don't need to listen. That too. Change the dial. I hear OCs over there talking. Another one. Uh, Akrina says, NGL stands for not gonna lie. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. Anthony says the T is a little weak. It is T nonetheless, Anthony. Um, so Dean says the committee stirs stinky mess. Well, you know what they, what they, what you say about a certain thing, when you keep stirring it, it gets stinkier and stinkier the more that you start. And quite frankly, the more I hear about this committee and their behavior, the more I know now more than ever that they need to go. They really need to, 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 they need to be disbanded. So here's what I'm going to do. Whoever sent me this, like I said, I don't know who the person is, and they've said they want to remain anonymous. It looks like they've created an account. I'm going to go ahead and forward your email to the minister um, for the ministry to consider because they still haven't moved anybody yet. They haven't made any decisions. 
So as they're sitting back contemplating what they should do, maybe this will assist them in their decision-making process to span the entire committee. All right, folks. Um, anything else I got for you today? Let me just have a look-see. We're just about finished with the program. Tomorrow we can talk about the Auditor General's report. Uh, Cubans continue to leave detention and people wondering how that's possible. Yeah, what a hot mess. Uh, let me just read a few questions. Our radio listeners are about to wrap up here. Uh, someone said, heard some of your comments this morning. Okay, all right. Um, oh, somebody said a certain, a certain person who has been um, on social media defending this behavior, you know who you are, talking about let's move on from this. They said she needs to move on from other people's husbands, especially the lady in West Bay. And get a damn man for herself. Oh, geez, some peace. They sent me a picture of the two of them. Oh, isn't he a police officer? What? Ah. Oh, he's married, and then he got this one on the side too. Oh my goodness, what a hot mess! All right, that's that's the after tea. That's the after show teach. <laughs> oh my god. Woo! Too hot up in here. Ah, uh, my God. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. On that note, folks, y'all have a beautiful day. Um, Anthony, final word of the day, social media post that does not include the contestant, bad, actual criminal charges, not bad. Make it make sense, please. Yes, y'all have a, a, a beautiful day. I, I got some things to, to unwind in my head. Until tomorrow's show, take care. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 